cold out here. Can feel it. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. I appreciate the lie, Mr. Crowder. But we both know what you was thinking. Loose ends and all. You know my mind. Or maybe I was going to take your keys, let you walk. So you can shoot me in the back. You don't have to look me in the eye as you pull that trigger. Uh, I knew the minute you stepped in my cab, I was going to be staring down the black hole of your gun. Cut me down like the plague you are. Well, I got to say, you did do a pretty good job, all that smoke. You blowing up my ass. Ain't no smoke. But I will say this. Stories of outlaw legends, they ain't passed down by the families that are murdered. Well, I don't give a shit about the ballad of boy, Crowder. I'll be dead and gone that song gets sung. Old boy by the name of Hutt McKean mean anything to you? Let me guess, I killed him. My men killed him. My dope killed him and my daddy killed him. Next thing comes out of your mouth is, how do you sleep at night, Boyd Crowder? Well, do you know how? Because I know who I am. Do you? You're a slave. Disenfranchised, don't even know it. You drive your shitty truck to your shitty house, live out your shitty life. You think you're better than me because you play by the rules? Whose rules? My life is my own. You ain't even heard a word I said. I don't give a shit about what you've said. I'm an outlaw. The algorithm on YouTube, it's so somehow we've ended up with a YouTube premium account where we've got the three month ad free and you can like hit you know the power button on your phone it'll play in the background it's great features it's way too expensive and it shouldn't be behind a paywall to use youtube in a way that you would use you know most websites um so i've been using this primary account and it's also the account that we use on the tv so if my daughter and her algorithm that's now shared by <laughs> by me um if she sees like a barefoot thumbtack match then my wife will almost absolutely divorce me. Um, so I got to go and like do a little cleanup on some of that stuff. Um, how are your algorithms over there? And anybody want to shout out if they've uh, accidentally watched a Joe Rogan podcast episode lately? No, I haven't gotten any uh, like alt-right shit. Um, my algorithm is almost exclusively just like Lucha live streams. Sure. Right? Like I'm, I, I'm pretty sure. Like so, I I watched enough Lucha over the past couple of years where my Spotify ads are almost purely in Spanish at this point. Oh, nice. That's a good way yeah. to live. I mean, yeah. is it the same products? Is it like progressive, progressive? Yeah, it's just, it's just like Home Depot, but in Spanish. Basically. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
I, I, um, I, oh, go ahead, Phil. Tell me, tell me about your algorithms, man. It's mostly uh, wrestling and then like uh, Ted Leo live shows. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a, a definitely a thing I have clicked on before is Ted Leo in a small bar and you know uh, Hoboken that like a bar, a bar that's really small but the rent on it costs more than like most restaurants in normal towns. And he's there doing his his bit. Um, Siobhan, do you have any any good algorithm stories recently? No, mostly it's just la- last podcast on left episodes, mm. and then inexplicably like. Is that show still on? It's like it's like only on Spotify now. Yeah. That's a weird weird move. They just kind of fell out of my my RSS. Uh, catcher and I just never see him anymore. So I just I've, I'm not gonna ever listen to that podcast again because you guys did that. Um, well, it's understandable. I, I I don't. I just listen to old episodes, obviously, that are on the YouTube fucking thing. And then I just then I've I just, been wondering: should we what? start putting our shows on YouTube? Is that a thing we should do? Are, do people listen? Phil or Jerry, have you ever listened to a podcast on YouTube? No. Do actual plays count? Uh, I mean, if they're also broadcast, or if they're also released as a podcast, I would give it a, a point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, like, I don't know, like, there was a period where I was, like, trying to keep up with Critical Role purely for the discourse, and so, like, I guess I watched that on YouTube. You and now, but... is that, like, webcams? Are they actually, like, showing them, or is it all just, is it just audio yeah, only? Yeah, no, they, they have, I, well, at that point, I think they were all filming it together, but then sure. they were, like... There's nothing visually appealing about it whatsoever, so they were putting it out. There's the miniatures. People like those. They paint them sure. and shit, right? I don't know yeah. anything about this culture. Don't um, worry about it. No, it's I'm, I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk shit about one of the things you love because I think I <laughs> I, I see, but I see like the the idea behind tabletop stuff and how how fun it could be. And I actually talked to you about a thing. Um, yeah. And we're, you know we'll see about that. But I I don't. I don't think that I've had enough of it penetrate my brain to have any sort of opinion on it. Um, welcome to Tabletop Role Playing is Gross. My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. And I'm JR. It's JR. And who, who are you? Uh, well, that's a big question. Um, yeah, I guess uh, I'm, I'm at Wrestling Bubble on Twitter. Um, Writer for FanFight. Yeah, I, I write for FanFight. I write for... Uh, Segunda Kaida, just like Phil. What's that? What's that? What's that? Who's Phil? <laughs> Phil. Phil. Yeah. Uh, like Segunda Kaida, and I've been doing it for a very, very long time. Uh, I had a zine uh, just come out with my friend JR, who's also on this podcast, about Ian Rodden. Hey, hey, the plugs. Plugs are, plugs are later. We'll do plugs. Oh, God. No. I, yeah, I didn't even <laughs> think that. No, the zine. No, the zine is... Let's talk about the zine. Phil, do you actually have any part of this, or is this all JR? Because I get the sense oh, that you're you're a hanger on here. I mean, I, there, I have some writing in it. That is the the absolute one hundred percent extent of any work I've actually done. Uh, so no, I didn't do anything, and, and uh, so no, uh, get it from Jr. Uh, it, admittedly, making a zine in two thousand twenty. I mean, I guess if there was a year that the zine was going to come back, it's like it's this sort of portion of history, right? But I I, I think it's a weird, bold move. I. Are people like making zines? Is that a thing? I know the Street Fight Radio guys would send uh, out the zine and the, the little bag of kratom, and I was on that first picture. I never signed up for actually, um, but I, I never like actually looked at them beyond just flipping through them briefly. I don't know. I, maybe it's because I'm a fucking philistine. But are people are people making zines? Are people reading zines? 
Yeah, I think so. There's still like, well, I mean, not not wrestling zines. Pandemic, right? There, there's uh, there's not like a lot of like zine fests or anything in 2020, but there were in 2019. And then um, I got the idea. I mean, there's obviously there's wrestling zines like you know Atomic Elbow was was big for a while, and my friend Ed Blair writes a couple uh, like really awesome wrestling zines. But then. Um, uh, tabletop stuff, which is, I guess, my other interest. Um, like Kickstarter every year does like a, a zine, like a tabletop zine themed month, basically, mm. where you know they'll like uh, pub, you know, publicize your shit if you launch it, and it's a certain lane. So, well, Kickstarter's uh, fucking lousy with that stuff of like really varying quality too. I, I know um, the amount of like bad card games, the bad uh, with the 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 vulgar thing, apples and oranges with the. What's yeah, that called? Yeah, uh, Cards Against Humanity. Cards Against Humanity. I know that, like, I think probably about 10% of all Kickstarters are just, like, bad Cards Against Humanity knockoffs with some dumb, yeah. like, Donald Trump theme or something. <laughs> like, that seems like what all of Kickstarter is to me when I look. And that, and then, you know. I despise Cards Against Humanity. It's, like, my, it's bad. five least favorite things that exist. I played it's it once. It was, yeah. it was really bad. And the only yeah. people I've ever heard like mention it are also all of the worst people. Siobhan, you ever played Cards Against Humanity? No, which is fucking fortunate. There was that story about how um, the, was it the editors or whatever, got the one black uh, staff mm. writer. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, hospitalized. <laughs> yeah. And had him fucking sectioned because he was, he was seeming angry because he was just being like, this shit's a little racist, isn't it? Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> you must be crazy. Yeah. Get out. All right, all right. We got to we gotta do something about this. They, they, like, had him committed or something? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a that's a recent story. That feels like a long time ago now, but that was, like, a month and a half ago that came out, right? It was, it was yeah. fucking May or something like that, yeah. It was not long ago, and it does feel like four years ago now. That's about. some solid next-level racism. You don't just fire him. You get him committed. Yeah. Well, you know. They, they they take the extra step there, Max Timken. I'm sure their HR department was like, whoa, we can't fire this guy. We will have a lawsuit on our hands. Let's just <laughs> make the fact that he's crazy. That's yeah. totally legal, right? Oh, I yeah. love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, all right, well, welcome to Wrestling is Gross. Uh, we've got J.R. Goldberg from uh, FanFight and, and Zines and something called Segunda Caeda. We also have the founder, co-founder of Segunda Caeda, Phil Al- Philip Albert Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Phil. All right, Philip Al- Phil Schneider. <laughs> running joke, running joke. Uh, our first three-time returning guest, Phil. How does Holy. that make you feel? It's good. I'm like, uh, I'm officially part of like the whack pack now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no shit. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm happy to always happy to do this. Um, do you, do you, do you, Sean? Do you feel like we have like a? Are we shock jocks? No, we're not, right? I mean, yes and no. Okay. We don't have enough drops to truly be shocked. I could work. I mean, I'm thinking to, about it. Do I'm you want to work on a soundboard? We, I just don't know how to do it. i got to set up Voice Meter Banana, which is a fucking insane software that people use for that stuff. I don't know. I'm, I, I've looked into it, and it seems I really mean, difficult. I mean, just, yeah, like you're going to create our, the, our own version of the Stavbot. Yeah. I don't think so. That ain't happening. He's got a, no. he's got a uh, on on his YouTube show and Stavi solves your problem. He's got a great uh, soundboard with lots of fun little clips, like Obama reading from the podium and saying, uh, uh, "Gotta have them ribs, pussy too," and he plays that a few times 
first show. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that clip where Obama says "pussy too." Anybody? No, no. Oh, well, I'll, sure. I'll, then I'll link it in the show notes. Um, so you did a zine, Jr. Um, I did about Ian Rotten. Yeah. Why did I mean I not I mean I, I get why, but explain why. That's a weird thing to do. No. Yeah, no, it's a super weird thing to do. Um, in, I'm not criticizing. I'm not. I don't want to be. I'm not being mean. I think it's great. I was. The we f- have I, a podcast called Wrestling Is Grosser. We to criticize anyone for being weird. We did three no, hours yeah, last yeah. week just doing Terry Funk voice. So you know, which was great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Worldwide's Terry Funk voice is good. He's well. He's. I think he's met him like a couple of times, right? So that probably helps. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm I, I keep thinking about the shock jocks. We're not shock jocks. We are Antifa's number one wrestling podcast. I know that, but yeah, that works. but I, I don't. Think it we're... sure as hell isn't everything is elite or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> well, those guys. <laughs> They're out here defending Tony Khan for letting uh, scrambled eggs uh, Matt Hardy win a match against that was uh, the white against. Uh, it's because I'm white, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, white know, boy Sammy Guevara. That. Yeah, is, that he, clip that was last night. Boy. We're recording this on, on September 6th. Did either of you watch AEW last night? We'll get to Ian Rotten in a minute. I didn't fucking I watched, watch anything. Uh, I just watched clips. Uh, yeah. I watched, I watched, like, half of it. So I watched it in a in a Discord for uh, someone, like a ta- person I know through Tabletop, who has, like, just started watching wrestling. What a weird uh, start. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, well, that's the thing is you pick one of the things on one of the two channels. started smoking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you start with cool. desperate times. Phil. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so they they like they still love it. They're like they think Kenny Omega is great, and like I'm not a because he's the gamer I'm not guy. one to poo poo uh, anyone's interests, you know. Because um, the Lord knows I just wrote a zine about Ian Rotten, right? Um, yeah, but Kenny Omega being like a guy that is accepted by certain communities is entirely because they see. Because he does, he like posts nerd shit. Like that's his whole deal, yeah. right? Like that's yeah. it's well, just because they can Ian transplant. Rotten has a fucking tattoo of the Grinch, and he has better hair <laughs> than Kenny Omega. So that's I why we're I mean, into this because we are all uh, Grinch with a uh, barbed wire baseball bat, and they're absolutely. all um, the guy from Final Final Fantasy VII with the big sword. Like that's that we see ourselves differently. They're all- all, they're all Jeff Undertale, whatever that character. Yeah, name Jeff is. Undertale. Yeah, R- R- Ricky Morty. I believe you mean Ricky Morty. Um, did, uh, did I ever tell you guys that uh, when I was, I'm not even sure I told Phil this, when I was like going down the rabbit hole to find Ian shit to write about, uh, I found Ian's blog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, no. and, One of the uh, great posters in internet wrestling history. <laughs> Yeah. Mr. John Williams himself, you know, yeah. and uh, and he has this blog that's like really, really long posts about going to like sports memorabilia conventions. Yes. I've heard this, yeah, yeah, uh, and like talking about like uh, having to sell sports memorabilia to like fun shows and stuff, and, and like it's it's really because. kind of bizarre. Um, Fun fact, he named his son uh, John Calvin because he loves Cal Ripken. But I don't think he actually cares about the Baltimore Orioles. He just loves Cal Ripken. The streak. Yeah. you got to respect the streak. He was, he was, yeah. it, I'll tell you what, Cal Ripken Jr. was uh, popping adrenochrome back before it was cool, man. And that's how he did 3,200 and whatever games in a row. Like, other, like that's not – no mere man can – has anybody broken that record? Absolutely not. No. Okay. Will they ever? Probably not. 
Maybe it's probably, probably die within 3,000 games, so probably no. Phil, you have an opinion on, on Cal Ripken's streak? I don't, but I have a Cal Ripken story. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Okay. So, uh, now this is uh, a sports rumor. And, I, and I'm and i somebody who doesn't, you know, believe any, like, politi- I'm not, political conspiracy theories. So I was like, I'm going to start talking to you about uh, Q, but I do believe all sports rumors. Of course. Son. So the, <laughs> yeah, the, the Bucks Cal- are getting screwed, of course. The Cal Ripken sports rumor I heard was that he uh, caught um, Kevin Costner fucking his wife and then <laughs> get out of it. And <laughs> uh, I've heard this too. He almost <laughs> lost his streak because he like broke a bone in his hand punching uh, Kevin, Kevin Costner. Costner. Was this before or after Waterworld? Before or after The Postman? Because before. I, just I, before. I think was it after Bull Durham? Yeah, it would yes. have been, Bull Durham's 87, so it's, this is post-Dances uh, with Wolves, so already oh, okay. plenty of reason yeah. to punch this guy without this is, finding this him is, balls this deep is in your on wife. The this Man. <laughs> and, and you know what? Fuck Kevin Costner. Yeah, but I Kevin Costner Kevin was Costner. fucking Miss Ripkin. And I, I heard this from a, a friend of mine who's a Baltimore sports writer, so it feels like he would know. Sure. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, that sounds amazing. Um, I, I, you know... Who, who could be so lucky to have such an end with the Baltimore police that you've assaulted, like, one of the biggest actors in the world, and they are just like, just go play baseball. And that's why baseball is uh, the police force number one sport, of course, as we all well know. Um, man. Uh, football, baby. It's football. Is right. it football? Yeah, I, I think it is now, but it, it wasn't until they made that man stand up and walk off the field. Boy, um, I have a, a wrestler-related cucking story. Let's do it. I, let's do uh, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to Ian Rotten I, I won't say who told it to me, but I'll, I'll share it regardless. <laughs> um, apparently, <laughs> this person who probably would not be lied to by these two gentlemen was told by one of the members of the Rock and Roll Express that in Japan they double-teamed Pat Benatar in front of Pat Benatar's husband. Oh, my God. Hell, yeah. <laughs> that is... All right, that is a very... Uh, I said Ricky Morty earlier. It's a very Ricky Morton-like <laughs> sort of story. Story. I could I could see that being, like... Like, that... Like, like 75% of that definitely happened. Isn't that sort of... If you've ever watched his... Uh, him and him and Robert Gibson's... Uh, I don't know if it was High Spots or K-Fib Commentaries. They do, like, a... You know, a nice long shoot interview... And I don't know if there's, like, a topic or something, you know, how those things will be, like, Timeline of 1984 or whatever. I think it's just a straight shoot interview. And Ricky Morton just tells all these fucking stories. And Robert Gibson is just there, and his, his eye is, like, looking rougher every year, if you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. He's, you know, obviously he's not aging as gracefully as beautiful Ricky Morton, who looks like he's still 25 years old. Because when he was 25 years old, he looked like he was 50. Um, so it's just a, it's like a, it was a uh, what do you call that? Like it's a, the infinity symbol. It's just that, but it's Ricky Morton's hair. Um, but he was just telling all these stories, and Robert Gibson's just there, just like, yep, that's how it happened. And that's all he said for the entire that, fucking I mean, shoot. That, that's Robert Gibson's entire role in the Rock and Roll Express. He's just, yeah. He's cleanup. Yeah, he's the cleanup man. He's the one who tells you, yep, that's how it happened. Or he, you know, gets the hot tag. That's well, sort of the, the shooting that interview again, equivalent. Most famous uh, Slee's story involving the Rock and Roll Express. Mm-hmm. Let's say it again. Okay, who, so we Jimmy all Valiant? The Jimmy, the Jimmy Valiant glass bottom boat ride story. Do we need to do yeah, it? Of course. And we, we were all on Death Valley Driver. 
Yeah, <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. I set the board up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm paying to host that story. I don't think it was Tony Khan who started the sleaze fed, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't think I don't, we, yeah. we decided it wasn't, because fuck Tony Khan. Yeah. Nerd. Um, but my point is, yeah, that, well, even in that situation, Ricky is the one who ran, but Robert, he, he, he just watched the, he watched he, the magic, for lack of a better word, happen. He cleaned he up, the like boogie I said. Boogie. I don't think, I mean, do we know if he actually cleaned up? Because there was something to clean up, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Beasties. No, alright, so when you're, when you're doing that, alright, we're gonna stay on this for just yeah. another minute, um, when you're under the so it's a glass coffee table presumably yeah. and it's a, yeah. a a prostitute she's taking a shit while you're under the glass coffee table looking up now i i want to pose and a question Jimmy Valley under the table of course right. the boogie woogie man boogie woogie man uh was it supposed to be a prostitute i just assumed it was oh a rat like, i'm sure it was I've man. always heard it was a prostitute that's what i remember it could be anybody yeah. it could have been a rat I just it assumed could... it would be just a fan of fan of uh yeah. boogie woogie Right? Sure, sure, and yeah, and, and if, if you're if you're a, a young lady and you're a fan of the boogie woogie man, then you are certainly the type who would take a shit on his face. Like it was course, actually please. Johnny Sorrow. Sure. That it was, was the person in question. John... The only fan of. You goddamn <laughs> hope it was Johnny. Uh, well, actually, I think that uh, the post. Uh, I, th- I think the, the post uh, Roman Reigns uh, title reign has been actually very good and uh, creative strengths, uh, oh. one after another. <laughs> it's Johnny Sorrow impersonation. I was in my garage with a bunch of non-fans, and we were all smoking weed. And they all thought Dolph Ziggler was a superstar. <laughs> is that, that's pretty much what Johnny saw. Is that a, is Siobhan? Anybody? That was, that was good. good. I yeah. laughed. Pretty good. I laughed, man. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard him talk, but let's. Like, He's got a nice voice. He's got a good radio voice. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Titans of Wrestling. Uh, alongside... He's like a tight version of Zellner's voice, but less sub, but not sovereign. Sure, Just sure. Midwest. He could be a that sub. I have no character. idea where Johnny Sorrow is from. But... I'll, I'll be gonna... with you guys. I only listen to wrestling podcasts if if I'm on them. That's fair. I don't fucking that's, listen that's to wrestling fair. podcasts if I'm not on them. No, I fucking yeah, I don't know how to. But I listen to I between just... the sheets. I fall asleep to it because I find those boys to be soothing. I I I did several years ago, and that was several years ago though. So, so yeah. listen to a couple of episodes of Beyond the Sheets, both episodes that I was on, and that's only the name. That's the name of the show. So, yeah, sorry guys, so yeah. probably true, so I guess. No, I'll <laughs> say uh, a, a reasonable uh, thing to me. I like understand it. Uh, but also, one of your, I think your first appearance on, on Between the Sheets, um, you said uh, you, you said something, and it's just a deadpan delivery where you're, uh, one of them mentioned Chris Benoit, and you said, oh yeah, did you hear he passed away? And it was just, it's still the funniest thing I've ever heard in a wrestling, <laughs> wrestling podcast, is you <laughs> saying know. that, and them not <laughs> understanding and not laughing at all. <laughs> good times, good times. Now, I, one more thing. He's under there, w- woman, prostitute, rat, it's just a nice young lady, who knows, uh, shitting a on niece? his face. A niece? <laughs> who could say, yeah. Um, is Jimmy Valent jacking off while that happens? I gotta know, what's your, what's your thoughts on this? Is this a purely power thing, and you maybe get hard in your jeans, and then you go take care of yourself later? Or is Jimmy Valiant laying back, on, back down to the floor, jacking off while this woman shits in his face? Anybody? I think he's got to be jacking off. He's got to be I, would, I agree with Siobhan, 100%. Okay. Phil? Phil? I, I, I also believe he was jacking off. <laughs> I don't think you go through all the trouble of getting the glass thing. I mean, you know, like, 
I mean, it feels like if that feels like that, you have to. That's a setup that you have to have. All right. Yeah. Robert Gibson didn't jack off. He just he just observed. Yeah, yeah. He didn't feel a thing. <laughs> now, speaking of individuals who don't feel a thing, who don't feel no fucking pain. Yeah. Let's talk about Ian Rotten. Ian Orton. Ian Rotten. Uh, we're gonna do chronological, right? Yeah. Yeah. Phil, did you happen to watch the CM Punk Mid America Wrestling match? So I, I don't know uh, I don't know how much inside business we want to go into in this podcast, mm. but I had an agreement with my man Bucky here that we were going to be doing this an hour earlier than we did, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I cut off my pool time with my children. That's right. Come to- That's <laughs> right. In my room, I fucked up. Yeah. Hey, what the fuck, guys? I thought we were doing this. So I used that time uh, the the time that I was not seething in furious anger uh. about Bucky screwing up my precious time with my children. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Watch all the matches. So awesome. Gonna... All right. We did it. We found a reason. We we wrapped back around and turned Watch a negative that, into that, a positive. Is that CM Punk match the first match? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't, didn't do a ton for me. It, I wasn't huge on it, but I think it's a cool It's a cool field. It's Mid-American Wrestling, Ian Rotten versus CM Punk, September 2nd, 2002. This is on IWTV.live, which is, I guess, their URL these days. Um, I, I had hell with the player. Uh, I fucking hate that website. I just want to say, anybody else have trouble with the website? IndieWrestling.tv trying to watch this uh, average I have access to a gigantic Google Drive full of professional wrestling, so I I downloaded it off that. You just just had access to the file. I had access to the file. That's insane. What the fuck? He's holding out on us. You guys, do you know about this fucking Google Drive? No. Yeah, okay, look. There's there's (laughs) there's There's some... perch you got for being in this being in this field for a really long time 40 uh, years of posting about wrestling listen if, I, if something was needed i imagine i could something could yeah be quiet yeah that's all the, that, that's, that's all true. i know i know that's why that's not why that's not why i'm friends of phil yeah we get one request that, a year well the, the point is the point is the that yes no the, the their player is pretty bad although i have not they have an apple tv app so i'm interested well the roku That's, one's bad i i use the roku when it's bad and i used the the uh i tried to watch it on my wife's ipad first um and i went i went to the apple like app store and i downloaded it and at first it showed just as like a phone sized and shaped square in the middle of the tablet screen like, like this is a this is like a phone app. It was made for phones, but it doesn't blow up. It doesn't expand to fit an iPad screen. So there's a button that like sort of stretches it, but then everything's all fucked up. And then I tried to play it in the player, and it was still condensed to the middle of the screen, no matter what I did. Um, and then it buffered like every three minutes. Uh, so fuck whoever's running that thing. Uh, Dylan I- Hales, I, you're an okay guy, but you fucking shut up and fix this website and. Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, we, we can't say this because then it's a call, then it's like we got to bring back Lash, and then no, Lash will fix it. Thoughts on Adam I, Lash, everyone? Anything you want to say out loud? I appreciate IWTV as a thing that exists. Yeah, right? no, of course, of course. I just would like fewer alerts on there. It's got wild side. It's got some stuff. No, yeah, they have grown into a hell of a hell of a service with that. I just wow. wish the software was better. It's kind of like the worst search. IW was Bucky's favorite promotion. Which one is that? AIW, lots of... A- they, have, they put sure. up like 25 early AIW shows. I'm never going to watch them. No, I... They're out there. I'm not going to do that. To go on like a, I want to see early Duke when he was a worker before he was a manager, and that's all yeah. on there. Oh, have you ever seen... Uh, Goddamn, do I need to uh, DM you the match with Forn as Seamus O'Reilly and the Duke as uh, 
the the email PC lover from like ninety like from a two thousand two or some shit. It's uh, the email it's PC great, lover, but it's a lot of fun to see Jack Duke and fucking a backyard like true backyarder John Forn doing shooting star presses and shit. That sounds great. Seventeen years old, yeah, man. I, mean, I, I finished my book, so I have now time to do that kind of yeah. shit. That's so right. I, I was like, I, well, I got to focus on finishing this. I can't write any. Uh, I can't watch John Thorne as a backyarder. But now, fuck that. I got, I got nothing but time. <laughs> nothing but time. Pandemic. <laughs> books done. What the fuck else are you gonna do? Maybe you'd swim with your kid, but somebody else tells you to come on an hour earlier. You know, there's plenty of options. Um, Parenting. Anyway, <laughs> Mid American Wrestling. Parents. What's this guy's name? Ian Rotten. Ian Rotten's a good dad. Um, CM Punk probably is being a great dad to him and. Uh, AJ's child, right? Um, I'm sure they he's have a kid. Yeah, right? Don't they? Do they? I want to say yes. Like, <laughs> I can't prove. I want to say Mason. Um, yeah, I can't prove it either. I don't have the birth certificate. I'm an I'm a CM Punk Junior birther, is how I kind of vibe <laughs> online. I didn't bring out my my fucking tablet. I should have brought my tablet out and so I could do my. So you could search the dark web for CM Punk's son. CM Punk strikes me as the type of dude that would call people with children breeders. Like, he, yeah. yes, but also yeah. he did build that that disgusting house. Yeah, so I mean, God that's not a house for real. kids, right? It's not. No, it's a house yeah. for for a very brain damaged uh, for not drinking or taking drugs in. That's what the, that's what kind of house that is. Um, I. So, I so when I was living in Chicago, um, I would drive to Milwaukee to play board games and tabletop stuff. Naturally, uh, with a group of friends that I had up there, and uh, and we would play at Andy Hurley's house, uh, who's the drummer from Fallout Boy. Oh, nice! And uh, his house it was like m- more tasteful, but like equally man childish yeah. to to that CM Punk house. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So this is this is like well into Fall Out Boy being a thing then, huh? Um, it was like 2012, 2013. Oh, so yeah. like they they had written a book by then, probably. Yeah, no, yeah. he was he was he was wealth, wealthy at that point. Awesome, yeah. good for him. Uh, well, what? Okay. You don't watch this match and think there's a guy who's going to be able to build a giant house from being part of wrestling. <laughs> it's so weird watching well, this match think- because Punk is sort of like fully formed during it, but he's also like not good at all during it. You know. <laughs> He's like an he's like he's like a twenty twenty MJF or something. Pretty yeah. strange. Sure. Yeah. He's, the punk may have been a big lie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> may have all fell, fell for it at some point, but that may be the that yeah. May be the I I go back and forth on how I, if I think he was actually like should have gotten anywhere. Um, like you watch the like the hero matches now, and it's just like uh this is like not this is not good. Obviously, I mean there's cool stuff in him, but. Uh, and it's mostly comes from They're not cohesive. I yeah. mean, his WWE stuff is way, way better than anything. Right. Yeah, the Cena feud. Right. I, think, I think the Cena, I still think the Cena match in Money in the Bank is one of the things that got me back into wrestling. Like, seriously. It's, as fucking yeah. gay as that is to say now, that's like how it happened. That, and I downloaded a bunch of fucking uh, Sugiura, GHC title reign Noah. And like, those are the two things that got me into wrestling again. And it's been 10 years now. So, I, I don't know. He's... After this match, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about this match, but after the match... Also, uh, I just want to say, we, we do have to officially re-canonize the CM Punk and Adrian Serrano versus uh, Ian Rotten. Yeah, no, I don't want to talk Rotten. about that, because Adrian, Adrian <laughs> Serrano... We're not going to talk about Adrian fucking Serrano on this podcast. This is a 35-episode... Adrian episode. Serrano will Osprey 
Kenny Omega. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Think of them. The full list, yeah. That's uh, their names. Yeah. Um, no, I, I... At the end of this match, before Adrian Serrano, yes, and whoever the woman is, come in and beat up uh, Ian Rotten. Uh, Ian Rotten... You got a lot of, like, a lot of Prezak, too. Yeah, Prezak's around. Punk is like the... Punk is like a ringleader of an act more than he is like an act himself here. Sure, but he's like he's confident enough to be carried around by Ian, who is who is fantastic here. Yeah, Punk is crazy. If you're gonna do your I'm a manager and like a shirt and tie thing, cut your goddamn Joey Lawrence hair. You don't <laughs> think that works? No, he looks ridiculous. It's that. supposed <laughs> to be. It's supposed to be dumb. He's supposed to be like a fucking dumbass who's who's not fit to wear a suit. This is a giant disagreement with me. Oh man, I mean, I, I get it. Thing, like, your 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 Prezak defense. I always am. That's right. Is the most is the most unforgivable thing about you. Oh well, well, I, I you know I'm glad that you didn't mention something else that I could put in uh, a, a close contention with that. But yes, it is one of my worst opinions for sure. Jr. When I'm you sorry. watch a lot of these, no, it's fine. Sorry. When you <laughs> when you watch a lot of these shows. Uh, like searching for Ian matches, you your disdain for Prezak goes through the roof because he is largely insufferable on commentary. Yeah, on commentary. Yeah, I disagree. The, the whole the Uncut whole like gems. old Von Crew thing with Punk and him. AJ Dillon as a manager either. It's not like oh no, he bad. wasn't. A, I I will so, concede he wasn't a good Rick manager. Side that it makes up for it. I think he's got a funny look. <laughs> I think he's got a funny look. Uh, and he, he will he take looks bombs. like a twerp, but he, I mean, it's it's like different from like Jim Cornette at the same age looking like a twerp. Yeah, which is the issue, I suppose. But at the same time, but yeah, there was a there was a big big stage bumper, yeah. sort of feel to what Cornette did, and obviously Dave Prezak is not doing anything like that. So uh, I guess this would be a hot take, but after watching a fair amount of this Ian Rotten stuff for with for the Z, um, it, uh, Jim Fan is significantly more effective in his role. Wow. Wow. Doing oh, uh, things that, oh, they, that phrase, I guess. Like, <laughs> I, I'm going to go fanned, fanned, uh greater than simple praise act all day. I'm going to yeah, I agree. I, the yeah. Ben Jordan uh, Jim Fannin team is probably better than the Dave Prezak uh, assorted wrestler. Nobody gives a shit about Ben Jordan. Ben Jordan might not be alive anymore. I don't know. Ben Jordan, uh, of course, star of The Last Picture Show. I believe that was that guy's name too, right? Um, no, I, I, I think that Prezak and Fannin work best together, personally. Um, I I do, I think, for me, I mean, look, it's because I was a teenager, and I haven't gone back and watched much of the stuff, and when I do, once or twice a year, I see a match from Clarksville, Indiana, and it's fucking Prezak and Nate Webb on commentary just doing fart jokes. Like, I fucking feel nostalgia for that, and genuine love in my fucking heart when I watch that every now and then. But yeah, maybe if I was making a zine in 2020, which is the thing that some people are doing, uh, for and watching a bunch of matches with Dave Frazak on commentary, I would start to hate him. But I think I would start to hate a lot of things if I was doing that. Yeah, I mean, there there is like a rose-colored glasses element. I'll say this. I think Prezak is better at like the wrestler banter commentary booth than Fanon is. I think like, people don't I, like that format, right? People are not down with that format anymore. People have moved on. Yeah, I mean, and also it, it's entirely dependent on like who the other person is, right? Like Prezak and Eddie Kingston is funny, right? Like, because yeah. Eddie Kingston's fun, but like, you know, Jim Fanon and 
Trick Davis or something is going to be terrible, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, this match has no commentary. It's out in the fucking baseball field somewhere in Wisconsin, um, somewhere just outside of Milwaukee, I would assume. Carmine Despirito, is that the guy's name that ran MAW? It's, uh, it's Big Bend is where they're at. Big Bend. Is Carmine the Despirito show right? this, They were in Kenosha. I don't know if anyone caught that. Oh, yeah, I've heard, it. I've heard that they're in the news lately. <laughs> Yeah, yep. can't escape it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not sure. They I've... built a lot of AMC's there, so you know, it's pretty. It's all right by me, I guess. All right. I live in one of America's great uh, police brutality cities as well. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm here in the in the wind in the Midwest, and uh, we we have uh, an exorbitant amount of police murders, but not enough for anybody to care. So. Philadelphia has shockingly little reported police brutality compared to anywhere else, which is fucking bizarre. I, I think it just goes extremely under the radar. Frank Rizzo's ghost lives forever. JR yeah. feels me on that. You guys did drop, <laughs> you guys did drop I mean, a bomb on an entire we, Yeah, we do have the bomb. move bombing, yes. right? So, yes, like, the most that's sort egregious of the fucking drop. thing of all time, yes. <laughs> the police literally committed an act of domestic terrorism, so... Yeah, Philly, Philly forever. Um, Nymphoyers, absolutely. Uh, all right, so I don't know. What is there to say about this match, really? It's a Texas I mean, death it match. Couple, it it's fine. Good, it's bots. The, I think the Ian monkey flip into uh, of Punk into the chairs is like an iconic spot for me of just how fucking weird of a wrestler Ian Rotten truly is <laughs> and how like, it is impossible to pin him down. Yeah, so like, that, that spot, I feel like, like, I love that spot, but... It's sort of ruined by Punk for a once in his life landing gracefully rather than eating shit. Like Punk sort of lands he on his feet. He parts the chairs. He parts the yeah. chairs. It's very yeah. It's very clean for sure. Yeah, I wanted somebody to just like absolutely die when they took it. Right. Yeah. I mean, for me, the reason that I picked this is like uh, because well, for a couple of reasons. Like one, a lot of the other good Ian stuff was with people that we've you guys have already talked about on the podcast. Like there's no sense in doing like a second Tarek match or something. Right. Mm. Um, and this, I sort of felt was like a weird diversion, but I also just think that it's funny how early it happens. Like this stuff happens when like the ECW invasion was happening on raw. Right. Like I don't think about Ian and punk as wrestlers during that time period. Uh, the timelines are like separate in my head for whatever reason. Is this Oh one or is it Oh two? This is 01. This is 01. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I said it wrong. I have it written down wrong. So this is, yeah, this is, okay. Literally, wow, during the... This happens ECW... the week before 9-11. Oh, cool. I yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> hey, that means Little it's joke. the 19th anniversary. You're specifically, you're supposed to never forget. I've, That's I... <laughs> yeah, the one thing. Yeah. I forgot uh, I forgot the date. <laughs> you know, sometimes, I knew it happened. I remembered it, Phil, I remember it happening. I just remember what day it happened, you know. I remember it was a Tuesday, but that's it. Um, <laughs> oh, the only thing in America. <laughs> anyway. June 6th, 1944, World Trade Center. Um, Ian is a calculated fucking worker, though. He, he really gets the sense. He, like, sort of leads punk around the geography of the baseball field, I guess is what this is. The diamond. The diamond, I believe they refer to it. Uh, aficionados will call it the diamond. Um, like the walk and brawling, he seems to have a nice grasp of filling the dead time, you know, like always every couple of steps at the very least, just like a little, 
you know, jab or a little fucking palm strike. He does a little trash talk. He, like, interacts with the crowd a little bit. Um, like, very little fat could be trimmed even from this match, most of his matches, but especially, like, watching him just sort of lead Punk around. And Punk does his job. Like, he Punk is clean enough or whatever and, and feels like a guy that you can imprint a better wrestler onto, maybe. Um, like, he's got the tools and, you know, doesn't know how to use them or whatever the cliche is. Um, but... Yeah, it's interesting. I think after watching so much Ian just for the zine, which I'm going to keep mentioning because I want to... The get, zine. Like, three people, though, who are, haven't bought it already, I want to buy it from this podcast. Um, That's the so, reason. So, is that so much of Ian's stuff watching that, like, even the matches that aren't that great, because every match we did wasn't great. It's like he had so much unique and interesting little bits to it, and this felt the most like a match that just could have been any two guys. Outside of a couple, but he, he is incredibly good at filling space. I thought it was less, there was less of that here than it was in most of the stuff I've seen him in recently. Sure. Maybe we're only cherry picking the good stuff, and if we watched, you know, a bunch of bad breed uh, tags in IW Mid South, they'd be like, oh, these aren't good. But, I think you'd uh, probably be surprised. I, I, if I'm being honest, I, when I go back to like, I mean, when I go back to like 96, 97, Ian, like he's. He hasn't like figured out exactly what what he wants to do with this kind of work, but he like, or maybe not this kind of work, but the work we talk about later, the Methlab battle battle art style. Um, I I think you can definitely see he's like extremely competent and like understanding of stretching his limitations and you know knowing his way around the fucking ring. Like even you know you, we watched the Taipei Deathmatch for the other uh, Ian show that we did, episode five, um, a year and a half ago, and. We, Our annual Ian Fest. Yes. That's right. I think I, there's there's enough stuff to do this every year for sure, for sure. Um, when JR releases the uh, part two of the Zine, of course, um, which is, I'm, I'm assuming is going to happen, of course. Uh, the the sense you get even from the Taipei Death Match is like these guys are young. They look old as shit because they're fucking disgusting, like horrible meth addicts or whatever. But um, they. They have an Axel too. I think Axel's pretty good early on, but Ian especially seems to get how to fucking structure a match, a brawl, even if it's a less than you know exciting version of a match that he would have done in his home promotion. Like this, you know, what they go to the 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 backstop, they do uh, Punk gets like snake eyes into it. Uh, but there's like the so the 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 ten count the Texas Deathmatch format is like not really good here. Um, but we get funny things like Ian getting probably the first ever three count off of a regular Russian leg sweep, um, and the sweet float over too. Yeah, like he does shit that's just like oh this is it's like am I watching a Kotaro Suzuki match or something like what the fuck Ian? Um, but yeah, you get shit like that, and I don't know the match isn't Ian's willing to I mean Ian's like. Trying to fill in spots like uh, Punk gets a free count off of uh, the uh, Ian uh, swinging a chair into the turnbuckle and, <laughs> and and missing Punk and ricocheting into his own head. I hate that spot. Really, I've always so had a terrible spot. That has never it's worked. Really, it's so goofy, but I'm like, well, he's trying, you know. Something. Harry Funk pulls it off. I've never seen anybody else pull it off. I could see that. Here's the, I was thinking Eddie Guerrero could pull it off. Yeah, Eddie does it. The, the thing about this match that... So it's like you have to be at the level to pull off that spot. You have to be at your Eddie Guerrero, Terry Funk, Ian. Yeah. Like you gotta, gotta, you know, if you're a step below yeah. Ed Guerrero, Terry Funk, or Ian Rotten, you're not going to be able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So here's my thing on this match. Like, I think one of the things that Phil and I sort of agreed upon and discovered when we were watching the Ian stuff is that one of the more compelling things about the way that he works is, like, coming at people from weird angles and, Mm. uh, you know, making people react in ways that they're not used to reacting in a quote-unquote wrestling match and making it seem weird and awkward and odd because of it the short strikes like the variety of strikes yeah right a Uh, lot of things right like he'll attack a leg in a slightly different way yeah in a slightly different way it's because he never learned the right way to do it so he just fucking picked up shit and continues to pick up shit over his career i think that's probably true but like but i think in this he he realizes early on or maybe even before the match starts like he realizes that with punk who's quite green still at this point like he he can't just like make punk work out of book the whole time and so this is ian trying to like build a match around specific big spots uh and so i think it's sort of like a a different tactic that we see yeah that's interesting because it's true a lot of the really great stuff in the that we reviewed for the zine is him building matches about a lot of very little spots. Yeah. Right. Like that's a, this is a match that's built around him. Palm striking somebody in the shoulder. Yeah. Right. Jesus. What was that? Repetition. Yeah. And I I think, I think the other matches that we're going to do here show that a little better, but the repetition of, of wearing down, I mean, you know, it's whatever it's, it's how wrestling works. It's how fucking new Japan main event works is they do fucking limb work shit. But the way Ian does it is very different. It's very, um, non pro wrestling. It's like a guy, it's, you know, a guy fighting his way off the fucking, the dirt uh, of a, of a, an abandoned like rodeo arena that he just happened to get into a scruff with some other guys. And like, it's like sort of this very naturalistic, um, uh, wounded animal sort of fighting that he does. Um, and, but he still manages to, like, he's sort of an entry control sort of guy. Um, is there anything we want to talk about uh, with, with this any any further? I mean, you see, the, like, the, yeah, there's just a couple things. Like, he does, like, his carny roll-ups and stuff where it's just so funny to, like, like in a Texas Steph match, the point, you know, you know, get the free count, then you get a 10 count, and he's just like, yeah, I'm going to go for, like, this, uh, I'm going to go for a classic Lucha roll-up here. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing. Such a funny worker. He was just as much Meth Lab Battle Arts as he was like Meth Lab World of Sport. You know, World of Sores. How's that? (laughs) Is that good? What was it? Was it Flu Ten or Goo Ten? What was the? Didn't you do? You did Fighting Network Ringworm. Fighting Network Ringworms. Yeah, I know we had some others. Damn. Um, Yeah, World of Sores. I think is we should throw it out. Throw it out there. Um, But yeah, this match is on IWTV. Don't watch it because the player is really bad. That's. And also, don't watch it because it's just not. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, I guess, I guess I would say this. Deep dive. You got to deep pretty dive pretty deep for this to be on like the list of things that you should watch. I think All this is give the other matches. Well, two of <laughs> definitely two of the other matches we're talking about. Again, I definitely you recommend you watching uh, for wow. sure. I don't even and know the, what, the, what the other one could be. I'm, I'm, I'm curious now. That Mickey match. I mean, we'll talk about it. Oh, <laughs> no fucking way. All right, yeah. yeah. The Mickey match is maybe the best Ian match. Yeah, I think it's one of my favorites of all time. But all right, all right. We'll save it. We'll save it. Um, <laughs> all right. Ian Rotten versus Samoa Joe from April 8th, 2005. IWA Mid-South. Um, Technically, this is NWA Midwest, I think. I, I, I'll I, play in. I don't know how they write this stuff 
here. This is a weird. Well, era. it's like a co-promoted show. This is definitely in Illinois before they started regularly running uh, shows in Illinois. Um, this, this isn't Joliet. He's clearly doing his. It's like, a Midlothian. Midlothian. Okay, sorry. He is yeah. clearly doing his. I am the promoter. Uh, I am talk giving speeches. I mean, that, this, this was an IW Mid South show. He always did it, and yeah, I think he did it probably at Mid American Wrestling Show. I, I think he couldn't help himself. I'm pretty sure he cuts a Boys in the Back promo at a CZW show. He goes on like <laughs> it's just like no, what he, he does. Ian loves the loves the like the promoter promo. Yeah, I mean it's so funny. Well, I, I uh, have I have some even notes in that like to go back to that Punk match for a little bit. Like I loved the fact that Ian grabs the mic uh, before the match. And he's like, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. And, like, the first time I watched that, I was like, oh, Ian's going to talk for nine Let's minutes. check the file right? length. Yeah, it's five yeah. minutes, yeah. No, he, um, he, yeah, in that he shouts out that Punk is going to be a WWE superstar one day, or WWF, I don't know what he says. Yeah. But, um, but no, all right, so I th- I was very intrigued by this matchup. Joe- I'm sure, every, I'm sure we, if we watch that match, we are like, yeah, fucking right he will be. But he actually ends up being, like, enormous. Hey, everyone's convinced. <laughs> Everyone. I mean, Phil, I don't know if you remember how you felt in 01 the first time you saw Punk. You probably didn't see it, right? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, remember what the WWE, I mean, you gotta, what it is now is, well, sure. let's give Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole and fucking t- two other skinny guys an hour on television. <laughs> <laughs> Go off. CM Punk, are you kidding me? CM Punk <laughs> fucking broke that mold for them. There's no, listen, let me, let me tell you something right quick. There's no Johnny Gargano looking at his hands without CM Punk joining the fray, fighting and clawing his way through, never having a drink or a drug, always staying true to his morals, and getting to the top. CM Punk, the man who looked at his hands a lot because of the crosses. That's right. He had to remind himself every time he was desperately, like, trying not to feel something other than his normal life. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I, I, I don't, I think that's definitely the fair point, but I think CM Punk being the guy who broke that mold, like, because he really kind of was right i mean who else who was who was before brian 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 came afterwards brian came years afterwards they're contemporaries sure yeah well they they were on the indies too obviously i mean you know like the 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 the, i mean benoit and guerrero were small yeah how'd that work out (laughs) i mean you know (laughs) those guys are definitely got to be big stars in the you know being small. I mean, Roddy Piper was skinny. I mean, you could go back for Yeah, but Roddy Piper was a fucking freak, man. That's different. That's like... And also, like, Benoit and Guerrero both had, like, 60 pounds of steroid muscle on them during their WWE at all times, right? So when I say, how did that work out? Like, that's... We know how it worked out. But also, now I'm picturing They Live starring Chris Benoit. How's that sound, everybody? Pretty dire. I mean, Roddy Piper was on a crap ton of steroids, too. I mean... To Weddle sure. Edgeo for in the Keith David role. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think I named, I think I pronounced that right. Samoa Joe is a big guy and he's a big star in 05, right? This is coming off some TNA triple threats with Daniels and uh, Styles, probably? Not yet, but it is coming off of the uh, fucking ROH title run. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Which yeah. Is still really, I mean, that stuff is at, at ages. Does it? Uh, Better than much of the ROH stuff, the small Joe ROH stuff. I I've wondered. He's got a very uh, timeless style, I would say. Yeah. Um, and it sh- I think it shows it off here, too. I mean, I think Ian's pretty fucking game to take everything. I think Ian takes a lot of the match, but I also never feel like it's not warranted. Phil, is this the other match that you said isn't good? Or it was Mickey, the Mickey match you didn't like? I, 
I wanted, we're going to discuss them. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> this right. match is awesome. Okay. Yeah. Right. This match is great. You just had to clear yeah. that. Let's just kick ass. Yeah. I have a hard time recommending them. We'll talk about the Mickey Batch. Yeah. Recommending it to anyone. Oh, yeah, it's sure. bad. It's It's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, this is a great wrestling match, and you could recommend this to anybody who likes wrestling. They're going to like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. And the Jason Duke's match, shit. The other Mickey thing is a different kettle. It's for, it's for a different type of fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Antifiz, number one favorite intergender in wrestling match. That's what we're doing. But, uh, but I, I think, I think, uh, I think, uh, yeah, Ian very much felt like he belonged in a battle of stars match with the guy who really felt like a star. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this, this wasn't, this was Ian, like, in there, it's like, I am also as big a star as you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In, in a in a weird way, like, even though the crowd is pretty small, like, for a show like this, during this time period, like, the crowd is pretty raucous. Like, they're into the whole thing. And they're know? more pro-Ian than they are pro-Joe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean... They get dueling chants going and stuff, you know. Yeah, well, that so that became a thing, right? The uh, the Joe Hero match that was built up for months, and they sold out whatever that building was. Um, and the the dueling chants, I think, really started there. I think it's the first time I remember dueling chants was the Hero versus Joe match. And what is that? Is that December '04? Does that sound right? That does. Was that before or after? Um... Was it was it um, Dragon London? I thought had them. And where in PWG? Uh, ROH. Dra- oh, oh, American Dragon in Paul London. I was thinking Super Dragon. Um, yeah, right, sure. And Paul London, I thought had them. Okay. And I and I have always insisted, and this may not be true, but it's one of those print the legend things that Tom started doing. <laughs> Tom K. <laughs> yeah, I, I I've heard that. I've heard and that legend. Were, well, let me give you one better, is that Mr. Big Time and G-Money, two wrestlers in my backyard fed, had the uh, Fellowship Baptist Church crowd on March 1st, 2003, in a big uh, MBT G-Money dueling chant. So I think, actually, I started it. Okay, that's all right. You let Tom off the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's responsible for uh, putting it on the mainstream, and that's that's right. just as much of a crime as my church promoted shows that we also later got kicked out of that church for uh, someone hitting some, someone else with a light tube on a church gym floor, um, which I did not sign off on. So that's on the year dueling chance broke. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this match fucking kicks ass. Uh, ba- basically like Joe can do Joe. Joe at this time was extremely versatile, but at the same time he, you know, this is him working like his Hashimoto ish sort of like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll just work to your speed, and Ian can work at anybody else's speed too. They're like, they're both like everybody's everybody else's dream opponent type of guys. So it's like, is Ian Rotten anybody's like, dream opponent? At this rate, yes. I fucking I I'm like I'm thinking like. I goddamn! I really want to see Asia Kong versus Ian Rotten. I really want to see fucking Osamu Nishimura versus Ian Rotten. Really <laughs> you know, the see... one Ian match that we couldn't find while doing this, and I don't think it ever happened anywhere, which is a shame, is we never got a Ian versus Brian match at all. No, yeah, for sure. Oh, I can't, yeah. And like that would have been Loki. so good, right? Yeah, that would have been perfect. That's no that's Loki either, which would have been another one that would have been incredible. Which well, I'm sorry, what's that? Ian Loki, I don't think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it could have. Really fucking 
like that. Absolutely I want to see happened. Ian versus Black Terry. Like, well, yeah, like, I, th- I actually fucking... thought that because I thought Ian El Maestro a couple of times during watching these, um, which is a, a possible uh, title for the episode, Ian El Maestro. If not that, <laughs> then theor- uh, my, my theoretical dick. Um, I, I, but both Ian and Loki and Ian Merrick Dragon should have happened. Like those yeah. matches. Yeah, been, yeah. There's no reason for like, Ian 100 percent just could have booked either of those matches. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. those guys both worked. I think we went south. He could have booked. Yeah. he could have booked himself against instead of booking Eric Cannon, who I think had singles matches with both of those guys. So how about this? Maybe he didn't think he could go with them. Maybe his cutoff is Samoa Joe. Maybe maybe Loki and American Dragon, who in my opinion are like that next cut of. He never Samoa booked Joe. Uh, himself versus AJ Styles. Well, I don't know if AJ Styles I'd put in that. I think I'd put AJ Styles a little lower than those two, obviously. But as a physical guy. Right, but maybe you can hang with them. Exactly. It's funny, though. Like, a lot of these uh, Ian versus, like, the super worker contemporaries uh, came outside of IWA. Like, this Ian Joe match isn't in IWA. This is. The Ian Homicide match that we found wasn't in IWA. Right. Um, This is is an IWA show, I just want to say. This is IWA Mid-South Spring Heat 2005. It is an IWA solo-promoted show. So don't that get twisted. That is NWA rules. That is NWA count outs. Okay. 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 Well. NWA sure. Midwest twenty count. Never. How oh, many listen. twenty counts do you remember in IWA Mid South, Bucky? One. One. Um, but seriously, uh, a cage match. Striga says that this is an IWA Mid South show. I believe you Striga. and I both know that Striga doesn't know shit. <laughs> I believe him. I'm with him. I'm, I follow him on Twitter. I think he has me blocked, but I'm still clicking the follow button to see if maybe it'll let me, like a glitch or something. Um, okay, so fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, the 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 point stands. Wasn't the the, the Claudio match? Wasn't that in like WXW? Yeah, that was in Germany. Yeah, yeah. Vexve, of course. Striga's home promotion. Ian. And you know who didn't get Ian, unfortunately? Gabe. Ian? I thought you were going to say Ian. Yeah, well, Gabe never tried. Uh, this this he match could... He didn't want to. I mean... This match could have easily been. happened in a Ring of Honor ring, for sure. Um, yeah. I, so, well, Ian asks for it after the match. <laughs> is that Gabe what he was, was saying? Trying. Okay. He was saying the rematch should take place in a, in a, a red and black ring. Well, no, oh. he, he, like, straight up is like, hey, Joe, go back and tell Gabe that I'm ready. Like, <laughs> is that, <laughs> is that not a joke? Is that not a joke, though? I mean, there's no oh. way he would believe that he would actually get that booking. Oh, no, I feel I feel like that was Ian just, like, straight up not going over it with Joe beforehand and just trying to back backdoor his way into an ROH Swing in for the fences. I mean, it's Ian. He doesn't, he's, he, he, the man operates on, on realms that we don't comprehend. He's just like... You know what you're gonna go for, it. and if and if it doesn't work, then fuck Gabe. He's a pussy. He is a. He wins no matter what. That's true. That's he doesn't. Say Nick Gage worked ROH. I mean, they, they, Did they, he really? What? Did Nick Gage really work ROH? Yeah, I was at a show where he worked like a dark match. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that is a half the car. He worked like a four way or something with like in like uh, Rock and Rebel. Know, rock, Rock and Rebel, what used to we'd be at every goddamn ROH show. <laughs> Ring, promoter's license, that doesn't count. Essendon, yeah. PA, it's a hellhole. It doesn't exist. It's not real. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I wish I could have seen more than one Rock and Rebel match live, but unfortunately, I just saw the one. Um, did, Fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah. Cool guy. Somebody's running around upstairs. It sounds like that sounds like in my daughter's footsteps. That's fine. Do whatever you want to do. Just don't 
shit. All right, well, well, I'll go check her on her after we talk about this match. Um, uh, it worked a four way in two thousand three. <laughs> Nick Cage against height where that was won by Hydro. Oh yeah, that's Jay Lethal. Omar, the four way was Nick Gage, Hydro, Oman Tortuga, and Slick Wagner Brown. Of course, classic oh, wow. match. Who could forget Slick Wagner Brown? Uh, Oman Tortuga was he was a team with that other guy. Anybody remember? Yeah, they were the Outcast Killers. The Outcast Killers, of course, of course. Who could forget? And Hydra, I believe, is Jay Lethal. Um, no, Hydro is Jay Lethal. Hydra is the little guy from. Oh, Chikara. Uh, yeah. Oh, who well. runs the uh, Words Big 80s account. Oh, of course, of course. There you go, folks. That's the guy. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> done with that. Uh, we can put it to bed. Um, so Ian screams a lot in this match. I think one of the core tenets of Meth Lab Battle Arts is the way Ian shrieks like a cat who like got like one foot run over and it somehow survived. That's kind of the vibe I get from Ian when he's in like a cross arm breaker. Um, I think it's like one of the most important things that has burned itself onto my brain when I think about Meth Lab Battle Arts. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I liken him to Jim Brakes a lot. Like, like, sure. I, another you know, another stand up guy, another great stand up yeah. guy who never did anything wrong. No, I mean, maybe one of the few wrestlers worse than Ian. <laughs> All right, so one time uh, Phil came on our podcast, JR, and we had to inform him that Eddie Hart was not a good person, and he didn't yeah. know that before, and it also happened with Eric Ritz. Phil, are you aware of what Jim Brakes did to his wife? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Let's fucking go. He killed his wife, Phil. He murdered his wife like three years ago, four years ago, something like that. Yeah, it just sucks. Great wrestling. Claiming that it was like a dementia related. Yeah, it was okay. I remember. <laughs> so Chris Benoit, fine. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. And then we got Jim Brakes, also fine. Brain damage. It's all fine. Not brain damage, the wrestler, but brain damage, the condition that happens. Uh, yeah. I, I went down a little bit of a Nick Gage at ROH hole on, on Cage Match. Because <laughs> like, I, I was like, I could have sworn I saw that match a lot. And it was on the same show that they brought in uh, Arashi and the Great Muda to work Christopher Daniels and, Dan, Don, and Danny Moff. Yeah, remember sure. when that match happened? Of course. Like, it was on that show. Kojima worked Homicide. Normal. And, uh, That's actually CM, a regular match. CM Punk and uh, Cole Cabana uh, uh, beat uh, Miyamoto and Hanma. And Hanma. Yeah, of course. I remember this. I remember Turmeric this Storm. I, I had the tape. Storm. Turmeric Storm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Had, so that was that show, and then they had like a they had like a fan they had two like a fan convention, the final battle fan convention before yes. the show, December '03, that, right? That I had your four away with Nick Gage on it. Yeah, yeah, I had that tape. Uh, don't does remember. Anyone, uh, does anyone else remember watching the? There was like a shoot interview with CM Punk and Samoa Joe. Like an ROH shoot interview. Yes, uh, I remember that. Yeah, and Punk tells a story before that final battle show, where he called Gabe and impersonated Homicide and said he was pulling out of final battle because he got bookings in Puerto Rico. <laughs> because and, like, Homicide was legitimately in Puerto Rico at the time. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got I, I got an extra week. Uh... <laughs> and uh, and Gabe was like so distraught and anxious and just like trying to convince homicide that punk was like in the homicide voice was telling gabe like hey this is punk 
I'm just fucking with you. And Gabe was still trying to convince him to blow off his Puerto Rico bookings. Like, <laughs> Gabe. I love Gabe. I love every Gabe story. That's great. Yeah. Um, and he Homicide was, genius. was... He was... Yeah, of course. He was booked toward Kojima. So, uh, so like, of course, he wasn't going to miss that, right? Like, that's very funny that Gabe would, like, even believe that. Um, <laughs> no, all right. So this match is great. Ian Palms join the mouth a bunch. They do a bunch of headbutts. Um, Cho has insane kicks, like a great roundhouse kick to the neck. Uh, an incredible, like, heavy foot enziguri, like, sort of like a Kawada-esque enziguri that, on the floor, too, where he has, like, Joe has total disregard for his own landing. Just eats shit. Um, it's, I don't know, it's, this is pretty standard, this, like, pretty, like, uh, by-the-book Meth Lab Battle Arts, I feel like. It's a really good iteration of that. Um, I said, a review, I thought it was more Meth Lab. Yeah. a lot of math. Yeah. But not like you need a lot of Phil, I can barely hear you, man. Oh, okay. There's some early mat work that's really good. Ian does his a trick Davis on a guest uh, as a guest announcer with a Prazak says, you know, Ian he's really athletic. People like in agile people forget this, and he'll uh, people forget this, Dave. Um, <laughs> but he'll he'll do he'll pull out handstands and cartwheels. You can do, and he does his handstand out of uh, an arm ringer, and yeah. it's like fucking Ian. I think I think Trick bitch. Davis Trick Davis says a very funny line actually where he says I've seen Ian do handstands for like a for like quite a while <laughs> like he's just doing it for like a, a few minutes at a time um, yeah I mean so Ian Ian always feels like one to one with Joe to me here and they, it what it, it ends in a double countout um, well it's interesting that you say that you feel like Ian comes across one to one because like to me I think one of the interesting things about this match is that like. I don't know. I get this impression that Ian is very much trying to work Joe in order to impress Joe. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like Ian is like really turning it on here, you know, and whether that's like actually Ian doing it or like a narrative choice on Ian's part of like, oh, I got to try to beat this guy. Like, either way, I think it really adds to it, you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. He's definitely working like. Uh, up a peg with his with his own uh, like efforts, and I think 05 is pretty late. And Ian's, I mean, prime run. I know he can't. I know we were going to do his retirement match, but he came back after that. But he was past his like his hottest time, probably right. And I think the yeah, he had a lot of miles. Yeah, uh, by yeah. by April 05, yeah, he's yeah. he's pretty fucked. Um, so they set up a rematch. They they never have one, right? They never have. No, they don't have one. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, the great wrestling matches that we never got. Should have. Ian versus Loki, Ian versus Dragon, Ian versus Joe, too. They're actually, like, set up. I mean, you know, like, not, 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 like, hypothetical matches, but, like, this match was, you know, they set up a rematch. They never had a rematch. I bet IWA has a lot of those. Yeah. Because a lot of fallen through bookings and a lot of just, like... I, I was thinking we got a uh, junkyard dog, a match from the network, with junkyard dog versus Bud Sawyer, and it clearly sets up a dog collar match as a rematch. Oh, sorry, JYD versus who? Buzz Sawyer. Buzz Sawyer. Okay. And they have a singles match, which somehow ended up on the network. Like, I don't know. Back when the network still put up cool shit, <laughs> and that clearly sets up a dog collar match. And then when it happened, I was like, "Oh man, when did they have their dog collar match? We just never wrestle each other again." This is what it felt. Like. <laughs> Feels like never getting JYD buzz sword in a dog collar. Yeah, no, that's that. I mean, it sounds great. I, I what is the is the Buzz Sawyer Jim Duggan dog collar match on the network? Do they put yeah. that stuff up? 
this was like 82. Oh, so and, way before yeah, that then. Yeah, way before that. And like, but I mean, no, I mean, not that it never appeared on the network, it just never happened. They just, you know, they never. It just never happened. happened. Yeah, they just never wrestled each other. They didn't bring, you know, Houston or whatever didn't bring back JYD. I they didn't just, back uh, Buzz Sawyer. The cocaine was not good enough to bring him back, I guess. Um, is that is that NWA Houston the 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 uh, like the the Paul Bosch stuff? Is that stuff all out there now, or is there still shit that just never got released? Does anybody know? Oh, a fuck ton of it never got released. Yeah, there's a bunch that's not released. This is like the kind of this is the kind of thing that like will I'll be in the shower and get furious. Yeah, yeah, you're well, such a freak, I mean, Phil. I love it, man. I love how much of a fucking psycho you are. <laughs> Billy Corgan's got fucking, he, he's got, you know, albums to record where he's just singing about hard times. Yeah. And how it's hard times. It's I, hard times. Yeah. I think there's he's multiple, got Josephus to pay, you know? I, multiple times in my book do I curse Billy Corgan by name. Nice. Uh, nice. For the fact that, that, that he bought that and all that NBA footage is just sitting somewhere. Apparently there's Santo matches. <laughs> like Santo worked Houston. Wait, like oh, Santo wow. one or Ijo del yeah, Santo? El Santo. El Santo. <laughs> There's El Santo matches, and Billy Corgan has the key to the safe that holds them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> safe. I'm sure they're sitting in a fucking. They're probably just sitting in his garage somewhere, in like a box on a hard drive somewhere. Yeah. yeah. No. Good I mean, I, God. Well, I mean, again, who else is going to pay Bram? Who else is going to pay <laughs> This is a good bit. Let's see yeah, how many more names you got to, to roll out that are funny Zicky. for power. What about Zicky Dice? Zicky, Zicky Dice, le- uh, he was paying Zicky Dice, but Zicky Dice left. The sickening Zicky Dice. Zicky Dice would have taken I, just just drugs. Like, I didn't I didn't watch. I watched uh, the only, I watched a clip of a Eddie Kings interview was the extent of watch for NWA Power. I've seen that in the first episode. and uh, I've seen every episode. Sh- Siobhan was, will um, swear oh, it's good. I'm st- no, like fucking Billy Corgan is my arch enemy. I'm not going to watch this goddamn program. I mean, I was watching it with my roommate. She herself was in hard times. It's hard times. And you know what gets you through? Fucking Eli Drake promos. <laughs> Eli Drake, pro- Eli Drake, the lost great babyface of this era, better rock than the Rock himself. Is that oh, Eli Rick. Cottonwood? Is it the I same also guy? Never watched Impact. No. I've watched much. T- I've watched maybe ten TNA matches in the last fifteen years. Yeah. So I also knew who any of these fucking guys are. Yeah. Like, I don't know who Bram is. <laughs> I think I saw him. I think I saw him live, but didn't know who the fuck he was. He yeah. worked like the, uh, one of the weird lucha feds in Colorado. I was like, who's this guy? Oh. Bram, he's a big deal. Okay. I, all I know about Phil. Bram is that he's a cool guy, and he has nothing <laughs> yes. ever bad happened to him or befell him. That's all Phil, I know. we should probably not do the complete and accurate Brom for, for SC. Is it Brom? Thomas... B-R-A-H-M? <laughs> Brom. Well, now it's the Thomas Latimer, yeah. but he spells Tom, or Tom Latimer, and he spells it T-H-O-M, which, because he's a dickhead, just proof. I mean, I will say in defense of Billy Corgan, he is paying Sal Renaro. Yeah, yes. that guy's got kids to feed. Um, I, uh, we, all love, we all love Sal Renaro. The Bram match I saw live was a three-way. I don't remember <laughs> who the guys was in it. One of the guys that I don't remember at all. I know he was like a fat guy who was working like a Puerto Rican gimmick. Right? That was into terrible. And uh, the other guy was a guy who was working a gimmick about how like sugar was really bad for you. And he had kind of like anti- so like a Mike Bloomberg gimmick. <laughs> Hitler ate sugar. All about how, how people. 
you know, like he had like all kinds of like slogans about how bad sugar was for you on his stuff. And he had like a spot where like he tried something like really difficult. Then he said, man, I need some stevia. That's fucking weird. (laughs) I did. So it's a Dan Quinn gimmick? (laughs) Fucking Colorado Indies. Colorado Lucha Indies. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. It was definitely like, I, it was a flabbergast. That's remember, such a like, fucking... The, the match with the guy who's got the gimmick that he hates sugar and remember anything <laughs> did. Yeah, good luck Googling <laughs> that. That is such an esoteric gimmick and like almost, it's like it tops uh, the the guy, Alex Daniels, being Jeff or Ben Affleck, right? Where he just wore a bunch of shirts of Ben Affleck's face and took them off throughout the match. Like I, that's up there with the the sugar guy, maybe, and then half my, of Shakara, maybe. My sense from watching the sugar guy was that he was a guy whose primary motivator is to inform people about the dangers of sugar so it's a and shoot. wrestling. Just a, a beat <laughs> to an end. Like that was the sense I got. Like the shoot guy sugar was, guy, yeah. Yeah, like he was the guy who, that's his thing, right? <laughs> He'll have pamphlets, he probably has a YouTube thing where it's all about that. He needs to explain yeah. how damaging sugar is, and one way he can do it is through undercard Colorado indie wrestling. Well, yeah, that's how it starts, and then the next thing you know, he's Ben Shapiro. Like that's like like that's the path that a YouTube guy who hates sugar takes. Absolutely, I love this. Uh, if you find him, uh, give him our contact info. We'd love to have him on. Um, yeah, Bryce Rimsberg's the ref. He counts them both out. I thought it was a pretty great finish. I like a nice double double count out. I have a feeling, I had a feeling it was going to get restarted, but then they were like NWA rules. Um, and Jeff, NWA did we talk about the, the crowd apparently chanting three more minutes? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a time limit draw. No. Also, being kid, three would probably be enough. Um, Phil, did you find the sugar guy? Is that why you're? No. <laughs> yeah, three more minutes. Searching for enough. Sugar Man, the yeah, wrestler. Yeah, Sugar Man, the wrestler. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ian takes his shirt off, and Joe takes his tape off. They like square up on the floor. It looks like it's gonna be like a really hot extra little bit, but it's not. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Samoa Joe comes in and breaks it up, and you're like, God, I want someone to beat the shit out of Bryce. Yeah, and I still feel that way 15 years later. So <laughs> yeah, somebody could have like stopped him then. You know, Ian could have like just pushed him too far as i'm sure ian is done he's got a, like you know ian has like a reputation of giving people like too many drugs like just paying them in drugs and like passing off certain habits to certain people that sometimes for instance will lead to their their death um that, wait i suppose we should just ask this question phil we you realize that ian Rose <laughs> is a bad person right <laughs> yeah. no, i know <laughs> Uh, he's he's not a good person, but he is a great man. Mm. And then he chants us to the word. Uh, a man of contrasts. That's right. You're making right now that if Ian Rotten had not become involved in his life, J.C. Bailey was somebody who would not have gotten involved in drugs. No, sure, sure. Okay, I mean, let's, I mean, let's, let's, let's to be fair to Ian Rotten, which is yeah. always a goal of mine. Now. <laughs> his dad was a promoter. It. I love it. Fat Joe Bailey sitting there with JC yeah, and his wife. I've got some talk for JC Bailey, but that's a guy who that guy that guy was on that path. Of and course, his presence was, I think, had a had, uh, relatively uh, had, if anything, a minor effect on where he ended up. I now, listen, if, 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 if the I Titanic Ian, hadn't probably... hit that iceberg, it would hit another one. All right, that's all. That's all I'm saying. 
Ian probably could have done him done his reputation like a bit of good if he didn't hit up JC's Billy dad for money at JC's funeral, perhaps. But that's such a good radio interview, Phil. Have you heard oh, that? God. Have you heard the when uh, Ian Rotten is interviewed at length of like after JC Bailey's death and like the guy just asks him like all about it and if he feels responsible or any guilt? It's really good. <laughs> oh, I have not heard. Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's the it's where the iconic line where they said, uh, Ian, uh, so there's been accusations that you've been hiring like backyarders to wrestle in your shows. Um, I see the the card for your show this Friday, and I, I, I don't recognize half the names. Uh, like, who is Lewis Linden? And Ian Rotten says, you don't know Lewis Linden? That's Flip Kendrick's brother. So that, of course, the most iconic. <laughs> that, guy's a, that guy is a hybrid wrestling legend. <laughs> Flip Kendrick's brother. Yeah. And of course, as I always need to point out, Ian Rott never booked Flip Kendrick, which just... (laughs) He saw him online. He was watching those Beyond shows early on. Um, All right, so that's... Flip Kendrick. That's a weird thing. Yeah, well, they're brothers. They're real-life brothers. They're uh, Aeroform, of course. Everybody everybody knows those, of course. Everybody, of course. Of course you know Aeroform. God damn it. Um, I'm a guy guy who reviewed, like... I I reviewed, like... Four 2018 Chase Burnett matches. Hell yeah, me. dude. Hell yeah. I'm so glad to hear he's still living and kicking and yeah. doing flips. Whatever the GCW backyard show. Yeah. Yeah. It seems pretty fun in that. He took he looks weird now, but he took like 10, 10 stupid bumps. Well, he's got a different name on that, right? Do you do you remember? I don't. Does anybody remember Chase Burnett's name on the backyard uh, show? Well, I saw watch the match. It was the only match I watched on that show. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like it was something. It was a very generic backyard name. Like yeah. it obviously wasn't the Suicide Kid because that's a, another IW Mid South legend. But it was in that same legend, sort of, absolutely same sort of uh, area. Yeah, Kamikaze Kid, maybe. Well, if, like if you know, if you're listening and you know, then let us know. Um, our Twitter is currently suspended, and I don't know how to get it back. But somehow, get in touch with us. DM, uh, DM, DMJR. Yeah, DMJR. He'll relay yeah, it to DM me. me. Yeah, that's, it'll work just fine. Um, all right, so that's Joe and Ian Rotten. Um, I are we good on time? Everybody good for one more hour? Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's let's try to make it forty five minutes. We'll try to make it forty five minutes. I'm going to take three and go pee. Anybody else want to go? Uh, come, anybody else want to come with me? All right. Well, I'll, I'll be right back. Go do go do your thing, buddy. I'm going to do it.
I am here, yes. I'm here now. Siobhan? Siobhan missing? Okay. Oh. Yeah, I think we can do 45 minutes. Um, no, I think it's it's weird. Um, when we no, have no, a... By my, apparently my wife bought a Switch. Oh, hell yeah, dude. She did. And it came. So her and Zach are playing Mario. So I think we're okay. Nice. Yeah, Mario I, uh... Uh, Mario is a, is a fantastic video game. Uh, each iteration. My daughter's really into Mario Odyssey. I bought my wife a Switch a couple of weeks ago. My wife bought me a Switch Lite a week ago for our anniversary, so how about that? Oh, it was my wife's Switches birthday, all around. So, yeah. yeah. Switches all around, yeah. It's a fine product. Justified this as Zach's birthday present, which he always for, but he's been watching Mario on YouTube, sure. so he got very excited about it. Yeah, um, yeah, my, my, my kid, she's played, so Mario Odyssey specifically has like a great, um, assist mode i think it's called and it just doubles your health and makes it regenerate and she's five and it's great for her she like started out just you know poking around and now she knows how to do every one of his moves the fucking rolls and the spin jumps and then she watches youtube videos um we've tried to reduce the amount of youtube videos she watches but she's seen like a bunch of other people playing through the game you know like let's plays or whatever and uh sees She'll like see, oh, there's a there's a star, or there's a moon over here, and then she'll ask to play the game because she knows where to find another moon. And that's I don't know, that's pretty sick. That's pretty good. Um, that that kind of stuff really makes, you know, the video games like um, like you see their their ability to. I see this, I recognize this, I, I remember it. I mean, at that age, it's like really cool to see that they're sort of getting some sort of development, I guess, out of playing Mario. Is that weird? Yeah, that, no, that's definitely that's crazy. I mean, it's it's. I'm maybe like I said, Zach's just great, but I'm amazed at like how good he is at like when he played memory games. You know, like where you sure was this dinosaur was under this card, this dinosaur was under this card. I'm sure. a fucking girl. like when we play those games. He kicks the shit out of me, and I'm you know he's three, but he like remembers where everything is. And I remember where nothing is. Yeah, no, <laughs> they had- started. My daughter has a crazy memory and remembers things that were like just sentences that were spoken randomly at a, you know, when we went to the zoo a year and a half ago, like something one of us said that just burned into her fucking brain. Um, it's kind of scary. Like I wonder, you know, the, the other things that she'll remember, the the fights that she's like the snippets of fights that she's witnessed me and her mom have, like, which does happen. Obviously, it happens to every every. Family, right? But still, like, I, I see, I, I can. I don't fight with my wife, but I've got a good marriage, so you know. Oh god, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm happy to hear everything's working out so well for you over there, buddy. Um, <clears throat> I don't really remember my parents fighting until like I was in like fifth grade or so. Yeah. Before that, it sort of would like went above my head. I think that's sort of where I was. Yeah, and we, I think we do. I think you know, when when we do argue, it is mostly in private. But I don't know. I. My my parents are Jewish, so it, it, it was they were just in a pretty constant state of bicker. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, like ninety seven percent bicker. Like I don't remember any giant fights, but there was there was like a low level of bicker, which was just constant through my entire childhood. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's say this: I remember fifth fifth or sixth grade was when I remember my parents uh, uh, the 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 fights changing in a noticeable way. Sure. Let's say that. Sure. Siobhan, any thoughts and you want to share anything while we're doing this? Uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. We're talking about 
watching our parents fight and fighting in front of our own children. I didn't see my mom <laughs> stab my dad. <laughs> I was I was like two, so you know, you aren't. I mean, I saw my my mom pull a knife. Uh, well, like threaten my uh, not my her her boyfriend. Um, at the age I was like fourteen or fifteen. Uh, watch in the kitchen walk in and he's like uh, yelling at her and she's got a knife like holding it at him. Um, so I remember that. I was like 15 or so and she's dead now and he's who knows. So what the fuck does it matter, right? Um, but you know, these things do make an impact on you and hopefully uh, we hopefully Phil uh, and anyone else out there who decides to have kids or has kids, hopefully we can keep them from seeing certain things. Welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. Ian Rotten, a good father, of course. Yeah. To John Calvin and at least two others, right? Yeah, uh, well, Mickey Mickey Knuckles and uh, I believe Bull Payne are the godparents <laughs> of his youngest son. Um, Ian Rotten versus Jason Dukes. This is from IW Mid-South plus NWA Midwest. Is that... Does that sound right? Um, is this just maybe. My... I believe uh, the so they ran a show in the day uh, with co-promoted with Elite Pro. No fucking clue what Elite Pro was. Mm, yeah, no. It just exists. But this was in Joliet, so just some Chicago. Yeah, that, that might be a Chicago indie that's still around, actually. Um, so this I'm like is... morbidly curious to watch that first show if it's available. Oh, because when Siobhan Ian already Rotten... said she she said she wanted to watch the Thomaselli match. She told yeah, me that earlier. Yeah, it is. It's on. Uh, it is on Powerbomb. Oh, mm. I need to watch it because Ian comes out and he is like visibly it's, mentally yeah. fucked up, right? Like he's got a thousand yard stare, just totally dead behind the eyes. The know? bandage is huge too. Like the pressure bandage looks like uh, DiBiase before the fucking Murdoch match or, or whatever. Yeah. You know the famous. Uh, brain bust from the floor. Um, yeah. He looks Claire, like sh- just, just watched that like last week. That was like one of the last ones that I wrote up. Yeah. Okay. So wait, who is that? Who's that against? It was against Ric Flair. It was against Ric Flair, and Murdoch turns on him or, or beats him up on him for the match. For the match, right? Because okay. Murdoch is upset that he want he wants the Flair uh, the Flair match instead. Sure, the touring title match. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the so yeah, this is this first of all, this is like an attendance I'm more used to for a, an IWA show. Um, I feel like the other two IWA matches that we watched had like over like triple digit attendance, whereas this feels like there's like 64 people here um, at best, and I don't Which know. Who probably to... puts it in the top 15 percent all time of IWA shows, right? Yeah, maybe all time, definitely like top. Yeah, top fifty of the year. Like this is definitely better than he would get on a on a normal Saturday, and maybe that's because there was a double header. Maybe he pulled people in that way. Um, the uh, who the fuck is Jason Dukes? This is all right. First of all, this is for the NWA Midwest X Division title. Um, so that's funny, I guess. Ian yes, Rotten. Ian Rotten versus this man who. How would I describe uh, Jason Dukes? He looks like if Pete Don ate Trent Seven. uh yeah yeah i i have him written down as looking like doug summers but a foot shorter yes how's that it's like ian rotten's looper (laughs) (laughs) Uh, come back from the from the future to murder his young self yeah and he's like he's but so he's like when just like joseph gordon levitt had like uh uh makeup to make himself look a little bit more like bruce willis 
Jason Dukes has like prosthetic work to make himself like a little more rotten esque. Um, yeah, no, I like that. I thought he looked like Playboy Buddy Rose doing the Steve Carino ECW gimmick. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's my yeah. my mind went there too to the the '80s uh, bleach blonde like dumbass guys uh, that were yeah. all some of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say the bandage around the head also is another one of the core tenets of Meth Lab Battle Arts. I feel like that pops up in maybe at least a quarter of them are Ian starting with a bandage wrapped around his head. Um, Jason Dukes. Yeah, he works a lot, and sometimes he works death matches. Sometimes he just bleeds for any goddamn reason. Yeah. And then he's just, uh, you know, you have to bandage it up, and then he bleeds again. And you know what? It's great. It's not always a doubleheader in one day. So a lot of the times it'll be like, well, last night, you know, Jim Fan will be like, uh, he fought Madman Pondo in a pool of leeches matches. Now he's going to have uh, two out of three falls with <laughs> with Trick Davis. like, And he comes out with a thing around his head. It's just like they would have the Friday show, then they'd have the Saturday show, and Ian would always come out fucked up on the second one. Or maybe he just, you know, cut himself shaven. Who really knows with this guy? But he is constantly covered in that bandage. Um, the NWA, NWA Midwest X Division title. Who can tell me more about this prestigious belt? Is this the X- greatest X Division title match of all time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spanning across all regions, all different forms. I mean, it's it, or Loki versus, it's it or Loki versus Sanjay Dutt, two free falls. Oh, I'd like that to watch that. That match is fantastic. I don't know if I've they, ever seen that. I think this is better, though. And I, I, I think I, I'm gonna. I think we wrote this up on Tsukuna Kaida as a as a possible 2007 match of the year. Yeah. And I think we decided it felt somewhat short to Chris Hero Eddie Kingston, which is also <laughs> IW Mid South. So I think IW Mid South in 2007 was the best promotion in the world. Yeah. Well, so yeah. wait, is that uh that Kingston Hero match is the the last man standing? Yes. Yeah, that's. Does that take place the same year as the Kingston Hero PWG match, or was the PWG match a couple years later? Uh, I think that's later, and the CZW match is the year before. The Kingston Hero stuff in PWG is 08, I think. Yeah. I know the four way with uh, with them plus uh, Necro and Loki is 08. So uh, that PWG match with them is. I mean, I haven't watched it probably since like 2010, but. I remember that match just being absolutely sickening. Yeah. Well, so the CCW match, the Loser Leaves Town match they had, too, I think is like late 06. Um, I think it's fallout from the Ring of Honor uh, cross-promotional feud. Um, Yeah. So Ian uh, gets busted open, you know, immediately. We are informed that he this is the second time he's bled today because of one of the Tomasellis. um, on the afternoon show. Jason Dukes has, like, decent punches. Uh, He takes a look at... Nice, real solid punches, but dude, nobody's I thought, afraid I of. Punches. I think decent. Yeah, selling him very short in this. Sure, well, I said real yeah. decent. Everything Dukes does in this is very good. Like the moonsault he hits is great. Sure, he takes a nice post bump. Takes, like he hits yeah. the post hard, like a like like very you know Lawler esque, like the way he does it. Yeah, yeah it's like a psychosis. Uh, he takes the psychosis. Psychosis. Does that Ope? I mean, he uh, he does that thing where he knee drops. Uh, right on Ian's ankle. Yeah. It was fucking sick looking. And it looks like it just completely hurts like how it's like one of the, one of those classic Ian rotten moments where it's just like, wow, that's not how you're supposed to do wrestling. Well, so that's a callback also to, I mean, maybe not specifically, but it's a thing we've seen in other meth Lab battle arts matches where it's the, the hero match from uh, May of Oh two. Uh, he, he removes his own boots because he's in so much pain 
and it results in Hero attacking it and leads, I think, directly to the finish, maybe. Um, yeah. So that's the thing yeah. we've seen Ian do before is, like, remove his boot or have his boot removed. Uh, Dukes, yeah, Dukes does a fucking, like, very Sergeant Slaughter versus Iron Sheik style thing with the boot. He puts the boot on his hand and just does, like, a, a fist, like, diving fist drop sort of thing um, onto a standing Ian off the second rope. Like, there's... There's a lot of little stuff that Dukes does where you, like he, I, I, I said Doug Summers before, I think he's got some real Doug Summers energy. When Ian is, like, uh, mounted him on the floor and he's just punching him uh, in the bridge of the nose, uh, every time he raises his hand back up, you see Dukes just looking up like, fucking, oh no, oh no, oh no, like, not another one. Um, and then, what, he, he punches Ian a few times, good punches, definitely good. Uh, Ian no-sells a lot of them, and then Ian punches him back, and he finally sells his own hand after the punch. Ian's um, punches are great in this, Always. Like, I, I mean, I don't think of Ian, and maybe this is my own shortcoming, like, I don't think of Ian as, like, a great puncher. I think his strikes are great, like, his palm strikes are sure. awesome, and his forearms are awesome, but, like, little backhands. his punches don't stand out to me. Yeah, the little backhands are great, but, like... He has like great jabs in this. Yeah. Like, I mean, he he really brings it. I think this and the Mickey match. Mickey Knuckles match too. The Mickey match. I mean, his punches are crazy in that. Yeah. Mickey's punches are very good in that too. Yeah. I I suppose we'll talk about that later. He's a really good jabber. Yeah. Yeah. The jab is great. Definitely. Definitely. His his, like right hand isn't as good. He's but he's got a good jab. Well, this is like a really good example of like what a great Ian match is too, where like the guy working around him. Like, mostly does most of the big bumping, and Ian just reacts to it, um, moves from one thing to another. The Miss Tope, um, so Dukes, I don't know, he kicks him in the gut, runs in the ring, does a, it looks like a pretty hesitant bounce off the opposite side of the ropes, like he knows what he's going to do, and it's going to be bad for him. Um, he goes for a Tope, and when Ian moves, Ian just moves out of the way. Uh, Dukes, sidesteps him. Yeah, Dukes flies through and sort of turns... Uh, like, uh, not a flip, not like a homicide style, like, you know, uh, con hello, but like turned sideways. And it almost looks like he's looking at Ian, like, what the fuck? Why are you over there? And then just crashes through the first two rows of the chair. And then Ian grabs a pencil, I think, and stabs him with yes. a pencil for a little bit. Just stabs him in the ear with a pencil. With a pencil. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and it's, it's like not as good. It's not as like disgusting as like the Hechicero versus Charles Lucero. Mistopay. Sure, where he goes into the, the actual like bleachers that are bolted into the ground. Yes. Yeah. It's like, like shouts I don't out know to that match. His... I love that match. It's one of the best matches of the fucking decade. But I don't know how fuck Jason Dukes doesn't snap his neck in half. Like, like million the end of fucking million dollar baby. It's a that's lucky a little, landing. Like, that, that happens. By the way, bonkers. Siobhan, I want to say that happens in the middle of million dollar baby. There's a lot of stuff that happens after that. <laughs> you go back and watch the <laughs> rest of that film. <laughs> I, you know what happens at the end of that? <laughs> hey, look, this is a pro-assisted suicide podcast. I just want to put that out Absolutely. there. <laughs> We're also pro, um, you know, drug muleing. If you got to do what you got to do, go see yeah. the mule. Yeah, Great every, movie. Every part of Clint Eastwood's politics that come through his films are 100% valid, according to this. Right. Not true, not true. Satire, parody. Um, no, Duke's rocks. Did anybody watch Jason Duke's Corporal Robinson? I saw it. I, I saw it on the thing. I didn't. I didn't watch it, but I thought about it. Um, this, I, I also saw it on the thing. I also thought about it, and now I'm wondering why didn't I watch that? That seems like why wouldn't that be also really good? 
Hey. I'm sure it was. You know, Jason Dukes actually had a match on that on the um, MAW show that the Ian Punk matches on, which I also didn't sense. watch. I, yeah. I wondered because I, I I saw I saw there's a there's a, a an account that the, the account that uploaded this. It seems to, I believe it might just be Jason Dukes's YouTube account because there's a lot well, of him. It definitely is. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, good for him though. You know also, what? Good for him. There's also Slim Goody. <laughs> Be the, what the other guys in this ma- other matches are sexy slim goody matches. Sure, yeah, that's I mean, also him. I mean, right? That was, and that's also him. He that's worked that, okay. apparently a fair amount of uh, Juggalo championship wrestling. Good for him. That's a that's got a, a gig. It's a hell got of a match against Eugene. He's got a match against Zach Gowan. Oh, all the greats of a certain type. <laughs> He's got a Gangrel match, which is pretty good, I'm sure. Ah, uh, yeah. Ah, that's that's wins. Yeah. He's got. There's a six man with him, Jason Hades, and Jason Quick against Prince Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, and Troy Walters, which is a very like here's a bunch of guys from 2005. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of them work for WWE now, and the others Did we it? talk about on this podcast. So uh, just the fact that I mean, he worked uh, fucking um, ICW uh, as in the Milwaukee one because that's he's from Midwest this year. Like, really? Okay. I don't know. I I don't think he was on. I don't think uh, Insane Eight ended up having any uh, non non uh, tournament shows, but non tournament matches. I mean, but you know what? What if? Yeah. Like this guy is still. I mean, this guy he comes out to Patchable's Cannon. He's like, there's something about him. And it's fascinating that this just tubby Dutch boy ass ghost is just like skulking around the Indies. Yeah, still yeah. to this day. Doing psychosis bombs. I have, yeah, I have not seen Jason Dukes been since this match. Right, like I don't know what his recent stuff. I assume he is like four hundred pounds now. Right, like, he's got <laughs> yeah, the build. he's got the uh, bunny rose. Cage match does list him as three hundred one. Yeah, so wow. I can't I mean, imagine. He's got to be twice the size now that he is in this match. I'd love to see him do a tope now. Um, the, so the psychosis bump, which I I had written down as psychosis bump, but I didn't know if that was like just a thing that I called it or. But it's the uh, it's like an attempted running shoulder to the midsection in the corner. Um, but the the guy moves. Ian moves and. What happens is the the guy doing it basically topes into the corner post, um, and then just that's an amazing word. I have Cassandra's name written down right here. I, the, the, the the two names that I think of, Cassandra and Psychosis, um, that that's like uh, just a brutal fucking bump, uh, especially one to do in front of uh, sixty four people in Joliet, Illinois. Um, Ian, but like again, you think about that, and you think about Ian's role, um, and then Duke's doing the Cassandra corner bump. Ian is a maestro. He really is. He is like a very much a guy who sees something in people and is like, yeah, yeah, kid, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you through like a, a, a fucking clinic. It's gonna be a weird clinic. It's gonna be like the clinic that you go to in the south side of town, but it's gonna be a clinic for sure. Um, and that's just sort of like what he does. Yeah, I mean, we got uh, throughout the project. I mean, I think I was probably higher on this match than Phil, maybe, but like that Cole Radrick match that Ian has a couple of years ago. Yeah, I bet that's good. Cole's Cole's uh, a psycho. It's like really, really great because like Ian just like you know he can't move at all now, but he's just like, oh, well, I can get you on the ground and palm strike you in the cheekbone a whole bunch, right? Like, I mean, and it's just sick. It's just gross stuff. I mean, and it's very I, much like a maestro. Performance, I don't know if you're higher than me on it. I I thought the match was awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I love it. Yeah. So. Well, go check that out, folks. Uh, I, I, that's, is that on YouTube? Is that available? 
or IWTV? It's on IWTV, I think. All right, Cole, Ra- Cole Radrick versus Ian Rotten, like 2015, yeah. right? Something like, something like that? Twenty uh, Later than that, I think. Wow, but, crazy, yeah. crazy. He was working 10 years after this. Um, yeah, so Ian, Ian's boot gets removed, and... Uh, Dukes does that knee drop onto the exposed ankle, which is fucking sick. Like, that's very sick. And then Ian grabs a mandible claw, of all things, and then, like, beals him with a hold on a fucking, nubbing. Yeah, he grabs a fish hook and throws him across the ring. So like, I don't think this is a fish hook. The fish hook happens earlier in the match or maybe in the Mickey match. But this is a mandible claw. He's got him under the teeth. Or it like, looks kind of like that, but then he tongue. just sort of shifts it to fr- with the fro. The whole point is that he refers the man by the mouth. Yeah, which yeah. is uh, just unacceptably to just to, like disgusting, and it's beautiful. It's fucking. Great. I love how it's he wonderful. puts the sock on too. Like Ian's like, oh, this will pop the families in the crowd. Yeah, here, like he knows what he's Nick doing. Foley. Yeah. yeah, it's very funny to me. Like some, some, one of them had that idea. Um, well, I think, like, one of the charming things about Ian, like, I, I wrote this in my notes for one of the other matches that we didn't, uh, I mean, I didn't say the note, but, like, Ian finishes can be divided up into, like, three categories, essentially, and one of the categories is, like, things that Ian has seen other wrestlers do <laughs> yeah. and decides he wants to do with no rehearsal or forethought at all. <laughs> like, uh, and I think this sort of plays into that. This is Ian just like, oh, yeah, Mick Foley does this. I'm going to do it. Why yeah. not? Like, no, he definitely he definitely has, like, a, a, a guy who watches a lot of tapes sort of vibe to him. Yeah. Um, at the end of this match is what? Really the interesting thing about the mandible claw, uh, that it was originally a move that was used <laughs> Dr. Sandberg, who was the um, – who was the uh, – um, who was the inspiration for the fugitive, a doctor who was, you know uh, – <laughs> who was given the death penalty for killing his wife and then it turned out was exonerated and then worked as a professional wrestler afterwards. And the idea was that he had this, like, jaw hole that he learned as a physician. <laughs> who is this? Now, who is, who, what's this guy's name? Dr. Is, Sam Shepard. Um, like, was, one of the most famous uh, murder trials of the uh, 20th century in the U.S. Uh, he was... Uh, Convicted and then it was overturned and he was acquitted of his wife's murder. Probably Sick. didn't do it. And this but then the... again, he did also marry um, Magda Goebbels' sister. So <laughs> sure, sure, as you do, as you do. This is the inspiration for the fugitive film with Harrison Ford and the TV show that preceded it. Yes. Awesome, awesome. Sounds like a cool guy. Um, yeah, I, I I did not know that about the mandible claw, but that seems like a Foley thing to be up on that and think this this could be a thing that I'd do. Foley freaked me out. I want to say I think we've talked about it briefly in the show, but him coming into in '96 in WBF um, and like just wearing that mask and grabbing people by the mouth, and I was seven years old, and it just fucking he, he scared me way more than the Undertaker did. Well, um, the mandible claw was a cornet idea, right? God, it would be. That's I think a, I'm, yeah. I'm almost positive that, uh, like, Foley didn't know what his finish was going to be, and then Cornette told him about the mandible claw. He's the kind of freak who would, like, have that in his back pocket, just, yeah, like, yeah, reading. Sure. The kind of guy who would know a lot about the brief professional wrestling career of notorious accused murderer, Dr. Sam Shepard, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess he yeah, would. He probably I took pictures know. of him. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Um yeah, the end of this match is a ref bump, and Dukes calls in the NWA Tag Team Champions, Machine Gun Carl Anderson, and somebody else? Who's the other guy? <laughs> also a guy, are you going to tell me he's not a good person, too? 
<laughs> it was Who, Carl Anderson? No, Joey Ryan. Is it Joey Ryan? Okay, okay. <laughs> I've, I've heard... Are we, we, we were doing a bit. Were we doing a bit yeah. there? Yeah. I thought you were doing a bit. We're not doing a bit? You just didn't know that it was Joey Ryan. I didn't... I, did, I honestly didn't know it was Joey Ryan. Oh, yeah, he's got... I mean, he does have long hair. It is sort of a strange look for... It's not the classic Joey Ryan look now where he just looks... Like, he looks like a normal piece of shit as opposed to a stylized piece of shit. Sure. Okay. I guess when working the piece of shit gimmick that that he that he had slash has question mark. Feel like I can't hear you. I, I always felt bad because it's a stupid gimmick. But Johnny Coxstrong was so much better. Oh yeah. The, like, a super hard gimmick. Oh yeah. Johnny Coxstrong has like uh, has roots in the backyard wrestling link. He was a real one. He was always like that. That guy like knew how to do that. And I think Sexy Eddie to a degree was. I uh, like way better also, obviously, because he was a fucking crazy person. Well, Joe, Joey Ryan was good at very specific things. It's just that it was not good at anything he actually wanted to be good at. Um, good, good tag team wrestler. The, good tag. Uh, he, Chris Boss, was like, wasn't that guy, that guy's name? Yes. Yeah. Scott yeah. Lost. Arrogance. Scott Lost, But he's yeah. also, he was like, you know what he is? He's like a good PG studio wrestler. That is the fucking opposite of grab my dick guy gimmick, you know? Okay. They, like that's just. And so you're saying he could have been like a Ooh. like a fantastic sort of like tag wrestler, like a Tommy Rogers or whatever. Like I'm, I, I, more 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 of your sta- more of a heelish, but you know, okay. he was fine. He was good, good, competent, competent guy. But um, we don't talk about him now because fuck that guy. Yeah, I've heard he's unless we ever. I've heard he said they had no wrongdoing uh, attributed to his name, right? Is he also a bad guy? I've heard. I've heard he's a bad guy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It's a shame that he had to go and ruin the cancel culture stable uh, with Ralph Van Dam and uh, Impact, but, you know, alas. That sounds good. It sounds like good stuff. Uh, t- uh, yeah, Jason Dukes is a fucking great moonsault, like a great, like, sort of little crooked, but good landing, solid Impact moonsault. Um, after the match, Ian, on commentary... Inc- he looks incredible in this match. Like, yeah, I mean, he yeah. legitimately looks it's like... Weird. Uh, one of the all-time like great, the lost like, greats. Indie workers, yeah, right? <laughs> no, he's he looks like a fucking Todd Morton or you know like uh, uh, the fuck the guy who died went the, the Mitch Ryder, uh, Mitch Ryder, yeah, Mitch Ryder, Larry Sweeney, like doing obviously Larry Sweeney is more of a parody of those types of guys, but still great in his own right. Um, he's just like just this tubby like fucking Midwesterner who just yeah like this is this is guy like this is a law and it's just like just. It's just him. Yeah, like, why didn't this guy... Because I talked about earlier, like, this is... Like, his... He wants to take back his, his title from, like, for his home promotion, but he's also, like, offended that Ian wouldn't let him into the, t- into the Ted Petty Invitational. So he's tr- he's trying to, like, prove himself. Sure. To the item. I mean, and, like... And it's almost, like, shoot, because there's, like, that fucking barbed wire board bump. Yeah, is, of course, yeah. still sick. Just, like, just doesn't even his hair match, but it's so... It just adds to, like, the... Fucking uh, Arena San Juan Pentatlon, like Wotan versus a fucking Rocky Santana brawl or whatever. Fucking yeah, incidental of, barbed wire like, spot. Isn't, it just happened to be there. Yeah. is a guy who definitely was put over contemporaneously by my man Tom K. Sure. I remember him. So he's, I definitely watched this match when it happened. And I'm sure it was a case of like Tom wandering over to my apartment at 2.30 in the morning, which you would do sometimes and I would, like after the bars closed and saying we should watch this Jason Dukes match. The surprise of no one, yes. we got to figure out a way to get him a computer so he can call the show. 
<laughs> you know, yeah, we got to call him up for Skype on his ColecoVision. Yeah, and... we got to figure this out. So, so I know that this was, he was a guy who at some point had some contemporaneous uh, uh, championing by internet wrestling uh, tastemakers, but for whatever reason did not, that, that, that was kind of lost to history. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the he's one of the he's one of the voices that you should have heard, but many many did not for sure. Um, way better than either of you for sure, absolutely. Um, no, the so the fucking the the meth lab battle arts doesn't have as many clean finishes as real battle arts, right? That's fair, but that's okay because in real battle arts, I don't think anybody ever got stabbed with a pencil. Well, um, you know, so here's the thing: I don't think this is a meth lab battle arts match. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. This, this, those were a very specific kind of thing. This is just a great wrestling match. But it doesn't, it isn't these guys working weird out of, out of context, uh, 70% on the mat, like stuff. Those matches usually did have clean endings. A lot of times it was just somebody would submit. A lot of times it was the Yeah. End. Yeah. Or, you know, ref stoppage or whatever. I guess the yeah. closest thing we have in one of those is the Joe match here. Um, I don't know if the Mickey Knuckles match counts as that. It's a, it's a, it's a no, another level yeah, of epic thing. Different. Yeah, it does yeah. not. It does not definitely. I mean, yeah, the Joe match was Joe matches reviewed in our Z, and none of these other ones are or would be. I think. It oh come on, it's fucking. Yeah, I mean, there's like it's funny when we when I was searching for stuff to put in the zine because there's like a ton of really good Ian matches. Like, um, it's not as good as this, but there's a really good Ian versus Trick Nasty match from uh, <laughs> IWA Deep South. Um, awesome. It's like very similar to this in that it's like like a really good TV brawl, basically. You, this, you know? this one weirdo you never heard of, this is his best match. Like, Ian had a, a, a number of those, probably, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. He gives back. He likes to give back. Cole Radrick is outside of that match. Cole Radrick's uh, good, man. He's cool. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a freak. He likes to do weird An shit. An up-and-comer. Definitely. Anyway, Has been for shocking. 10 years, but still. <laughs> it's shocking to me that, like, they talk on commentary about how, like, Jason Dukes is pissed off that he's not going to get an invite to the TPI. And so it's sort of set up that this is, like, a tryout for the TPI or something. And then he doesn't work TPI ever, from Damn. my understanding, right? It's so good. It doesn't make sense. It, like, like, how can you have this match and then Ian just, like, is like, fuck that guy. I'm not booking him again. <laughs> well... Ian is your answer. Yeah, there's yeah something something happened. You know, somebody said the Ian, wrong Ian thing. Ian had a blackout. Um, yeah, for many, it could have been for any number of reasons, and just like I'm not gonna remember this match. What the fuck is this shit? Yeah, he he did not. I can't think do highly. my Don. I can't do my Dundalk voice right now. Um, to get the good, the right Ian. Yeah, he's got a he's got a very specific form of it. Um, after the match, he says he's worked on three different continents, seen a royal wedding, a royal coronation. And he's even seen two two goats on the side of the road fucking, but he's never seen a bigger piece of shit than Jason Dukes. Um, and then he says something about Ed Schumann uh, fucking Jason Dukes up the ass, but I kind of checked out by the end of the file. Yeah, so. no, it's, it's like a very funny Ian thing to be like, oh, I'm going to cut the Dusty Roads wide and dine with Kings and Queens promo, but with <laughs> F words in it. Yeah. Like, that's, that's my thing, right? Yeah. Like, I'm Dusty that says fuck. <laughs> I'm looking through the 2007 TBI and it's got a really great lineup. There are definitely some guys you could have caught. Yeah, I'm going to look at this too. I'm curious now. So uh, it's like so it's so it's Chris Hero, Two Cold Scorpio, 
Chuck Damn. Taylor, Jimmy Jacobs, Eddie Kingston, Human Tornado. These are all the matches. Drake Younger, Nate Webb, Claudio Nigel, Davey Richards, BJ Whitmer. Feels like you could put Jason Dukes in the Davey Richards spot. Brett Albright versus Tank. <laughs> CJ Otis versus Joker. You definitely could have replaced CJ, uh, Jason Dukes with CJ Otis with Jason Dukes. Oh, see, oh yeah. Jason Dukes versus Joker would kick ass, man. That would be a really great match. Mike Quackenbush, Billy Rock. I do not remember who Billy Rock is. He's one of the so, guys. He's one of the guys from this. I remember Billy Rock. But yeah, Brandon Tomaselli versus Joey Ryan. Got to have the Tomasellis. Uh, well, why do you have to have Joey Ryan? He was, That's true. That's true. Get rid of Joey Ryan. Do a Tomaselli. Easily got rid of Joey Ryan. Josh Abercrombie versus Ricochet. Good. Devon Both guys Moore good. Devon Moore versus Dysfunction. You definitely could have. Devon Moore, folks. <laughs> Devon Moore. No, been, listen, we know we will not slander Devin Moore on this podcast. Dudley Moore. They, over here. <laughs> the ugliest fucking uh, shooting star press of all time. He's a great wrestler Phil, and an even you, better man. Phil, have you never seen a Devin Moore match? I've definitely seen a Devin Moore okay. match. <laughs> Devon but, Moore killing but, me, man. Could have definitely replaced either Devin Moore or Dysfunction with Jason Dukeson. Yeah. Improved. Yeah, well, a Dysfunction. Was Sammy Callahan not in the 2007 TPI? I think he came in the, the next year. I think I Sammy Callahan's was... big year in IWA is 08. Yeah, that's 08. Uh, yeah, this, I want to say. But it, this has got some, this is, this is, Chuck Taylor gets a really long run in this? Fucking hell. Yeah. I, this is, this is, I'm going on 15 years of being inex, inexplicably puzzled by fucking Chuck Taylor's presence. Yeah. <laughs> and yet. We all see, are. You know what? Chuck Taylor, pretty good on, on commentary in the Jason Dukes match. But you know what? Yeah. Put him on commentary. Jason Duke's match. And no, he's a likable that... voice for sure. I, I I enjoy Chuck Taylor as like a personality outside of wrestling, or, or you know like secondary to wrestling. Where he's like, I like I like the him and Trent doing those shoot interviews are not great, but like the couple that I watched, they they're fun enough. You know, I just don't want to watch them work. Chuck Taylor goes over Jimmy Jacobs, Two Gold Scorpio, and Human Tornado in this fucking tournament. Uh, listen, <laughs> listen. All right, that so that's. A- that's that, an abomination. That's egregious, but more worse than that, I'm not looking at the night two, but I do see that he beat Jimmy Jacobs in the main event of night one of the TPI 2007, and the match went 26 minutes and 10 seconds. Wow. So that's fucked up. That, was, uh, that is rough. That is fucked up, man. I may watch that. <laughs> Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Jay, I, watched, I watched Chuck that, Taylor versus Ian. Uh, that sounds great. Ed Petty Invitational versus Guda Gaeta. Yeah. It's got some it's, you can see what uh you know, CJ Otis Joker that Brett yeah, I, mean, hey, I, I thought they fucking just, killed each other. I think CJ Yeah, CJ Otis versus Joker sounds good to me. I don't know. Brett I, Albright versus Tank. Here's the I don't think yeah. against Brett Albright. But I want to see Jason Dukes versus Tank. No, God damn. Oh yeah, well sure. But Brent Albright <laughs> versus Tank for five minutes and six seconds? That sounds like a dream. Yeah, that's the that's probably a perfect wrestling that match. match. That might you be the just, greatest it's match really, of all time. It's really, it's really even more. It's like one of the death match guys who just says no. But it's just like they have their. There's a king of the death matches tournament. There's it's a it's a different I'm, thing. Yeah, but you I'm, look, I'm looking at the Wikipedia for this. Are you looking at the? I'm cage on cage. Match? I'm on cage match. I'm on cage match. <laughs> How long does Davey Richards BJ Weber go? Because that sounds horrible. Uh, so it's oh, not. God. Yeah, that, I'm sure it is. Uh, it's not quite that bad, but it's it's fourth on the card and it goes 14 minutes and 14 seconds 
Um, and is the third longest match of the show, and the middle being Scorp versus Hero goes almost 20, which sounds great. So That sounds perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's your Ted Petty Invitational 2007 Night 1 guide. Um, we'll go ahead and lead right into main event time. Main uh, event time. Do you have a date on this, Siobhan? Because I didn't write it down. It's, the only one I didn't um, write it it's December 07, maybe? December 9th, 2008. Not sure if... 2008? Um, yeah. So this is a year later. For, uh, fuck, I, I have it all fucked up. Okay, so so there was a, yeah. whole, a whole year between the Dukes match and the Mickey match then. Yeah. All right, what are we watching? Can we go off a, a, a slight tangent? Of course. Before we get to that. I love I doing should, that. 2008 <laughs> also maybe should be a, a, a TPI that... Uh, maybe maybe you're, maybe we just needs to just be JR usually to remove all the TPIs because 2008 and I remember this existing and now I remember that it actually we remember that it existed has the non tournament match of Jason Quick versus Jason Hades loser must no longer be Jason of <laughs> <laughs> so any wrestling match ever gotta, you can't be Jason only one only one Jason shall stand that's that's even know. better than the fucking the battle for the DX the rights to the DX name it's, Man. it's both secondary to the to the all-time greatest stipulation match of all time, which, of course, is uh, is Veerus versus Demas. Loser must return sure. to be a midget. A midget, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the winner doesn't get to, has to go back to being a many. is super funny. Um, I've never seen that match. I've heard it talked about over the years, but I've never actually seen it. It's, it's, it might be offline Demas. right now, but it is fantastic. It is fucking incredible. Those guys beat the shit out of each other like you would expect. I'm sure, I'm sure. Two guys to beat the shit out of each other if the loser had to return to being a midget. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's stakes. The stipulation required. That is some fucking intense stakes. Um, so there's uh, a Portland match uh, with Buddy Rose versus someone uh, where naturally the loser, which is obviously Buddy Rose, has to spend like a week at the dunk tank of the county fair. <laughs> Uh, fucking love Don like, Owen is the greatest promoter of all time, no doubt. You know, Buddy Rose got a cut on that too, right? Oh, like, sure. He made a fortune. Yeah. God, that rules. I, I that stuff's still all, all online, right? That early '80s. Yeah, uh, all the Portland, Portland TV. Man. Yeah. One more be... thing about the 2008 Ted Pitty Invitational. Look at their Wikipedia page. I got it up already. I'm I'm, I'm there. Listen what do we got? to this. Listen to this. Uh, this has got to be maybe the single greatest card upgrade I could ever remember reading. On August 8th, Eric Cannon was announced as being unable to compete in both nights and therefore was replaced by Cassandra. Oh, oh right. God. Cassandra versus Chuck Taylor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cassandra versus uh, Sarah Del Rey. Yeah, yeah. Night two, yeah. yeah Cassandra is, she, that, um, is that also the one where God, that's, the Sammy Callahan that fight Two Cold Scorpio at that TPI? Um, yes. Fights, yes, in the semifinals. Call, Callahan, Callahan, Cal, that's the the amazing Callahan run where he yeah. Chris yeah. here in the first round. in the second round. Kingston in the second round and, and Scorpio in the semifinals. Yeah, yeah. and then the final is, is Drake, Claudio, and Sammy Callahan, which is probably not great, but it's it's got the great moment where uh, Drake is not told before the match that he's going to win, and he pins Claudio, and Claudio holds him down and whispers in his ear and says, uh, congrats or you know you're welcome or something and drake wins the fucking tournament as a shoot and had no idea that that was the plan like that's what you gotta love ian for because ian fucking set that up and told claudio and they all were like 
the plan was for Claudio to win. Sammy gets eliminated five minutes in. The match goes for another ten minutes. And Drake is under the impression that Claudio is going to win the match. They probably had the fucking finish all planned out. He just doesn't kick out of the move right before it, and that was the plan all along. Like, that's the thing that Ian would do for his guys. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously Ian at his worst does some horrible shit to his guys, but... I believe, I believe this, multiple this polls. guy that Dave Taylor works and never gets paid for. Oh, nice. Yeah. But this is, you also have to fucking love Ian because he's going to book a fucking tournament that's got Dave Taylor and Cassandra. Yeah. But then uh, almost have them match up with each other, but both have them lose in the quarterfinals of the same bracket. It's like we could have had Cassandra and Dave Taylor. It's, you know, but, the, but Dave Taylor was Claudio and Cassandra was Sarah Del Rey. Well, you got to have Claudio and, and Sarah Del Rey have the, the, the BF versus GF brawl or whatever they do. I don't, I don't remember that match, but obviously history there. They fucking. Yeah, they fuck for nine minutes and then one of them gets the pin. Um, and the, the athletic, athletic commission has no, has no words. They, they don't care at all, apparently. I love uh, Striganet. Galwolf, Indiana. That's right. Striganet, uh, cagematch.de. I use the German Indiana version. Indiana single-handedly keeping the uh, independent wrestling community alive right now. That's true. Uh, I thought you were going to say single-handedly keeping coronavirus alive. <laughs> well, yes, that's who. Yeah, well, they're, no, they're not single-handed, I tell you that much. No, no, yeah, Florida's got some. I live in Boat a very blue parade. state, and we're fucking up real bad. that's... I can't believe that happened. That's so good. That's the funniest thing that's ever happened. Boat parade and just... When did the boating... When did, so, uh, all right, we will get to the, Mickey versus The beautiful Ian. boaters comment? The, yeah, so where, when, that was the, earlier this year, that the boat that thing? Was like, that was like June. Is that really that recent? Boaters? It wasn't that long ago, yeah. Jesus Christ. It was Christ. very strange. Man, I want a boat. I'm going to have the Antifa boat. That's my plan. There's a bunch of boats at the bottom of that river now. You could probably just go fish one out. Me and the other guys, I'll get Soros on the horn, and they'll get me a fucking uh, submarine. <laughs> yeah, they're You know, Antifa has submarines now. I don't know if you're aware of this. Um, yeah. All right. Main event time. Siobhan. Main event time. December 9th, 2008. I believe so. Damn. All right. Well, this is Ian Rotten versus Mickey Knuckles in Ian Rotten's Last ever match uh, from the show, A Rotten Farewell. I actually farewell. looked at the cage match. He worked a match like three weeks later. Ah, <laughs> yes. He comes back a month later. The, yeah. the Viano <laughs> 5 method, yeah. It really was. like It was like, I was like, oh, wow, I guess, you know, obviously I know Ian's worked matches after this because I've seen them. How long did he stay retired? It's like, oh, he worked a fucking JCW match like from the uh, you know, like a, three Listen. weeks after When the clowns <laughs> come calling. He was working as Ian Blood, which I guess was a mask gimmick. Oh, hell yeah. No, the Midnight Ian, Rider. The Ian Bloody uh, thing, I I can't... It's just he's just wearing... He he and uh, Insane Lane as Lane Bloody are just... They're just wearing the same... They're just wearing tights. They're just wearing... Uh, they're both wearing uh, suspenders. It's, it's just, It doesn't really make sense as a gimmick. And not I, masked. A mask, no. Mask, no. Okay, well. I was like, oh, okay, we must have done, like, a Midnight Rider. Yeah. Midnight Outlaws, like the Briscoes. I would love that. He's, like, banned from wrestling in Indiana, and then he sneaks in a fucking, uh, like, Mill Mask or his mask. Like, whatever the, 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 the first mask he found at a flea market um, in Plainfield. Like, that's that's it. Um, Ian's got these super... Ian Rotten as El Cucaracha. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, El Vagabundo. Ian has uh, super oversized boxing trunks on and a singlet with, like, a rip in the right side of the ribcage. Yeah, um, I wrote down in my notes that Ian somehow manages to make boxing trunks look like jorts. They are fucking <laughs> incredible. 
they are real. They 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 seem a few a few sizes too big just with the drawstring like pulled as tight to like cut off as much like like his intestine his intestines cannot operate fully at this point because of he's got these big trunks on. Is are they called trunks? They're called boxing trunks, right? Yeah. Of, you 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 got you guys probably know about boxing a little better than I do. Because for me, trunks are the little speedo gimmick. Like that's. I bought golden gloves and whatever. Right, you're. You, I was you wrong boxed. for the record. It's December. It's December twelfth, uh, two thousand seven. It is okay. So it's this is two months after. Okay, that I was th- that helps my. Uh, but, but he still fucking comes back. Sure. And then, and then you know what he and then he just fucking and then he comes back for two thousand nine. He stays away for IWA for an extra period of time, but not particularly long. The the period in twenty ten when they wrestled like th- like twenty miles away from my house right now before I lived yeah, here. Well, he comes back in uh, June of two thousand eight, and then it's just like yeah. Not, not, so not. if this is also two thousand seven, then IWA is certainly the best promotion of the year. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. So you love this match, right, Jr. I yeah, I mean I think that this is probably slightly worse than the hero match from O two, but other Fair. than that it's probably the best Ian match, I think. Siobhan. I love this match. Yeah. Phil. Let's just Phil let you can let's just go with the Phil complaints right now. Yeah. Because I, they're they're all not, justifiable. Complaints, right? Uh, it's not that I had problems. It's it's tough to watch. It is. It is it is, it oh, is yeah. some guy functionally beating the shit out of the third and the thruple for like 25 minutes, right? Yeah. Like, it is domestic abuse. So it how is, open is that? Are any intergender match I've ever seen. So it's, it parts of it are tough to watch. And yeah. there are some, there's something about the genius of, I mean, I remember the Eddie Kingston cage match similarly tough to watch. There are points where Ian's tough to watch. But he wasn't just, fucking Eddie Kingston, so it's different. <laughs> right, exactly. So, so when you were, so what I said before Only is- Only in the, my head. <laughs> un, unreservedly recommend the Jason Dukes and the Samoa Joe match. I'd have a hard time recommending yeah. this to anyone. Like, oh yeah, you, no. This com- this comes with content warnings. Yeah, you asterisk. Should you should watch this match. Where okay, the, the, what's going on? Oh, what's the background is? Well, this is kind of like his adopted daughter, but it's also possible that he could be fucking her. And it's also now they're gonna he's gonna really, really, really violently beat her in the middle of this ring for like twenty two minutes. He takes it a lot too, though. I mean, it's it's he's a mutual. It it's it's it's. I, I think they both go to jail. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's oh, right. <laughs> yeah. public record. Just look up Illinois or Indiana.gov or whatever. Like you can, I'm sure you can find some stuff. Uh, like the, when, the, when the when the DV police come, they arrest them both. For yeah, sure. but it, yeah. It is, there are parts of this that are as like violent as any wrestling you're ever going to see. And that's good. That's good. This is the first. Is, Siobhan, is this the first intergender match we've ever done? Oh, uh, I think it might be. And I think we started off with a, a an MF and banger, if you ask me. Um, can, uh, can we just say if Twitter had been, like, around when this match happened, <laughs> the discourse around it would have been some Fine. of the best discourse ever. It it, it's why Twitter was really made, funny. right? Yeah. Mickey Knuckles is the greatest wrestler in the history of internet uh, discourse, for, for sure. Yeah, that's I think that's even fair. greater than Ian, because she just, she just uh, brings out very... Uh, 
enhanced emotions in people. Let's say it that way. Yeah, certain types of guys start posting, too, that would otherwise keep quiet. Um, I mean, the whole walking episode of Cops thing is, is like, a, I mean, it's terrible, but it's a very good nickname for her. <laughs> she's great. She's great. She she looks, you know what, the, here's the thing, is, like, she looks still like she's got some of her, like, energy at this point. And then you look at her, like, five years later, and she looks, I mean, she's, like, 100 pounds heavier, which isn't a problem. She works it well. She, you know, but she she looks like she's fucking been through a lot since this match. Um, when is the when is uh, Mike Levy? When does that happen? What year? I, I want to say the next year. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I was thinking 08, but I'm, I've never even seen the footage. I've heard about it. I've heard it's really cool, um, sick, like badass. Yeah, like, yeah, fuck that guy. Didn't she have like one TNA match too, where it's like in yeah, the, wasn't her name it, Moose? Yeah, Moose Knuckles. Right? Moose. Oh, that's very good. I didn't know it was yeah. Moose. <laughs> yeah, that's like a camel Bro. toe bit, right? Bro. Oh no, it's, it's a Russo thing, right? Yeah. Bro, we're gonna bring this girl in. I I never actually seen it. I heard she's she's tough, but she's really ugly. At least by my standards, my standards are real high. Yeah, she's and, no and sable. She, and she just and she's she's sti- she works stiff as fuck. I'm not gonna call her moose. Yeah, look at her. Look at her. she's a moose. She's a fucking yeah. she's a fucking Kodiak. I don't know what the Kodiak is. No, nah, <laughs> bro, listen, Jeremy, Jeremy Borash. I need you to go on your Google and type in camel toe, and then cross search with moose knuckle, and then tell me what you see. And I got this girl. She's going to be perfect. She's going to be great. She's going to be fantastic. We're going to bring her in for one match. Um, I got a tape of her getting beaten by her uh, mentor slash father slash husband. Um, I, I showed it to some of my pals, and they said it was good, but I didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, but it's great. It's supposed to be great, and she's going to face awesome Kong. Um, and that was that's part of the end, right? As Ian says that, <laughs> I'm going to quote, that quote. I'm, I'm not going to – actually, I'm not. He just says <laughs> – he says something I I, relatively problematic. Yeah. Right up to the edge of it, and I decided I couldn't say it. Um, it does not say uh, any actual slurs. It's just questionable and bad. Um, just Ian Rotten never said a slur in his life. No? Okay. Ian uh, Ian. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, well, yeah. Wasn't Mickey supposed to have like a longer TNA run and she broke her leg or something? Like That's, That yeah. probably checks out, yeah. That's yeah like, that, something like that. Is she still... I actually feel like, I mean, watching this, like, it, Mickey just came around in the wrong era, right? Like, if she was around a few years ago, like, she would have had big buzz with Beyond and yeah. whatever else. Like, she would have been in the Kimber role, basically. She would right? have at least had as good of a career as uh, Viper or whatever the the uh, the British woman's name is. Um, sure. I, I think I think there is definitely something. It's like an argument to be had for for her being she came up in that that generation of Lacey versus rain the fucking you know daisy hayes and simply luscious like like real shit wrestlers who were like okay at times but for the most part they they like that there was not a place for them um yeah it's it's a shame she's great in this they're both this is i mean yeah this is a fucking crazy match um i for me like one of the big parts is they they start doing like hands at the sides Headbutts, you know, just they, they put their arms to the sides, completely unprotected, and they headbutt each other, like um, the type of headbutts where you you headbutt your opponent and they headbutt you at the same time. You meet in the middle, um, which is a fucking perverse thing to do. Um, Ian's got a ton of good strikes. He grabs like a standing STF at one point and smacks her with a crossface shot with like the wrist and the forearm. Um, he's got these short backhands 
uh, palm strikes, uppercuts, like really loud, short European uppercuts. Um, and that's gross sounding. Yeah. He was killing her with those. The, the oh, microphones yeah. on the cameras here are also really good. I, I, I thought maybe this was like, maybe this was our first like time that Robles brought the really good cameras or first, like right after he got them and the miking on it is fucking great. You hear every smack so well. Um, Fannin says that Ian Rutten learned how to do a European uppercut when he met Dory Funk Jr. backstage at the ECW arena. And he asked him, like, what's your technique? How do I do it? And Dory just uppercutted him in the mouth. And that was, like, the entire exchange. <laughs> Which is... I love that story. That's really <laughs> sick. <laughs> that's so good. The cool, cool thing Dory Funk Jr.'s ever done. Yeah, we, we're, we're pro-Dory, mostly. Uh, we like it when he, re- when he works heel. <laughs> Philip, you've seen Dory versus Lawler, right? From the from eighty one. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, all right. Well, fuck off. <laughs> um, you know who's good? J- Dave Dave Frazak in this match, um, and Dory <laughs> Funk Jr. Uh, so he he so they they do the bar fight spot. They get the chairs, um, and this is where Ian throws about ten different punch variations, like different angles, both hands targeting different parts of the face, uh, just like like Lawler esque levels of variety in his strikes. The jab to the nose in this exchange, like when when Ian jabs Mickey just like straight left to the nose, is is like one of the grossest punches you'll ever see. Yeah, yeah, that was the one that that really st- stuck out. Um, Mickey hits him with a shot, and he says, "You broke my fucking nose." I don't know if he did break yeah. his nose in that because his face was so bloody already that you couldn't tell. Yeah, I think that's but- that's a little later after this exchange, right? I'm not really. I just, I just remember that that is like it's a, around there. Well, he so yeah. Ian really, does those. He, Sorry, go ahead. His face isn't super bloody at this point. It's not like I I don't know because there is like a dark streak down the face, but you can. Uh, it's Ian Rotten. He's bled a lot in his in his life. You yeah. never know. Well, you see different the, shades of blood. This match is like gross looking. I don't have like a eloquent way. To well, there's a talk level of it. coagulation that happens towards the end. I think yeah. for for Ian. Um, it's not quite Jay Briscoe versus Samoa Joe, but it's like it's in that ballpark yeah. of just it's the the blood has been exposed to the air for quite a while, and it's stuck in his hair, and it's like it's looking a little bit different every like passing minute. Um, like this is what this is what happens to human fluids after they've uh, been you know st- stuck out in the open air of Plainfield, Indiana, for a little longer than they should have been, perhaps. Um, yeah. The, so there's a spot where he tries to kick Mickey in the groin, and either he does it successfully or she blocks. And Jim Fannin does my favorite shit, where he says that women don't get hurt as bad from getting hit in the groin, <laughs> which is I love it. It's always my favorite bit. Um, I think he says females, right? Females, right. Well, he, he respects females. He, he respects the females. I've heard that about Fannin. Um, he, what, what is, Ian does like a... a Can we I, just talk real quick about Fannin's, uh, like, reinvention as like a Twitter Democrat resistance blue wave guy? It's I don't think a lot of people realize that. I only found yeah. out about that like a month ago. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame. He he blocked uh, our, our our dear friend, the Rotten Air Memory Podcast. Um, he blocked their Twitter account, even though they are in love with him. Um, I, I don't know if maybe he just didn't get 
them, or maybe they don't get him at in the first place. I really don't know. But there's some disconnect I would assume there. if you're Jim Fannin and like wrestling people are talking to you, you're just working under the assumption that they're uh, making fun of you, right? I think that's probably fair. That's yeah. fair assumption. I, yeah. I, I'd also like to point out, Jim Fannin's better than Dave Fannin's in almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to repeat that, because that's what I want to come out of this podcast. There are different Fannin's kinds of commentators. Commentary in this match is good. It's good commentary. Who the fuck is this other pretty, guy? He's pretty... Socks. <laughs> socks. Who's this who's Socks. <laughs> I have no idea. Siobhan, you got a you got a line on socks? No, I don't know. They show his real name. Yeah, and I'm like, it's like some bullshit, and I'm like, I that think that doesn't alleviate anything. Saying in the commentary was that they were doing a thing where they would have fans, like they had the old that old weird guy was working as Mickey second. Yeah, old I school. Think, Who the fuck is that? Yeah, <laughs> and Scar. Yeah. <laughs> I think the story for this card was that they had like a raffle where fans got to participate in various ways. Okay, and that's, I suspect that's that fucking that Ian. So that's who Socks is. I said he was a guy who won a raffle to be God to commentary. I love yeah. it. Do you remember? Um, he you remember wasn't for- terrible. I mean, Fanny kind of goes after him for it says like a near fall, a two fall. Uh, that's so funny. But he had like kind of a cool, you know, like really grizzled, fucked up voice. He sounded like the Shockmaster. I thought he sounded he, like like Oli doing the Shockmaster. He was better than uh, than Dave Frazak. God damn it! No, <laughs> fuck, fuck you, man. <laughs> There's something really funny about IWA if they did in fact do an unworked raffle where fans got to announce it. I They're like it. the one indie promotion during the mid 2000s that could do that. And somehow not get, like, the smarkiest bullshit dude, like, right. winning the raffle, right? Like, can you imagine if uh, they did that in ROH, like, the absolute garbage that you would have heard oh, on commentary? Cool. Right, yeah, that guy was kind of like this guy. Was like, he clearly had been going to IW Mid-South for a long time, <laughs> yeah. right? And he was, like, a guy who was a fan and wasn't going to talk to wasn't going to, like, try to be, wasn't going to try to be Mauro Ronaldo. that's what it would be be if you had an ROH guy doing it it would be Mauro Ronaldo or it would be Gabe doing the commentary on actual ROH shows yeah Chris Lovey yeah yeah. that's what I was thinking Gabe with his uh, fucking like yeah I I just uh, now my uh, fucking pseudonym is the guy from I Hate God yeah Yeah, what about it (laughs) he's a cool guy I I, I do like this was pointed out on on the Rotten Air podcast recently but Gabe on commentary for those early ROH shows would like say a thing like he would like there would be an angle about to go down or like a, a the finish that's about to happen and Gabe's commentary character that he would play um, would like predict it he'd say I bet that's it yep that was it and it was just like you booked it dude <laughs> like you're making yourself sound like a like a your character your character in commentary is like smart enough to know this thing that's about to happen when it's a two month old pre tape show that you booked like. He is a, that man is a fucked up brain of a like that guy is like a horrible, horrible poisoned mind of of a wrestling fan who has just had the chance to have so much influence on all of wrestling for twenty fucking years now. It's really sickening. I hate was, I hate him. I hate him so much. Was, was it Gabe that brought in Ox Baker, or was that Feinstein? Uh I feel like that was probably a that little late. Like- yeah. That seems like an RF, or I have no idea if an RF that that, that could be or or Sulkin. 
That's a very carry thing to do. That because is Because he's such a fucking freak. Yeah. He's yeah. talking That's about good. smoking crack on his podcast. Like, yeah, you, you know, it's just what happens. I haven't heard in that. In life. It's all uh, right. Yeah. Um, so Gabe followed me on Twitter oh, after God. I promised that I wouldn't uh, ask him to book Luchadors and Evolve anymore. He followed and a few the, of us, right? He didn't follow me, yeah. but... The moment he followed me, I DM'd him, like, five Black Terry matches, and then he unfollowed me immediately. <laughs> That's cool. That's a good way yeah. to do it. I yeah. wonder if he watched one. I, mean, <laughs> I doubt I, it. Absolutely not, but maybe, you know. You gotta radicalize people one way or another. What the fuck does he have to do with his WWE job besides be called, like, a Jew boy by Triple H? <laughs> I, I, I should have made, like, a neurosis music what do you video think? with He's Black Terry. What do you think? Miles but... kid. Hmm. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, he's making AMVs. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. like that's a little, he's been <laughs> using AMVs, yeah. He's been like using Windows Movie Maker his entire fucking career, and now all of a sudden he has a, a like a a key broken version of Premiere that he can finally set Lincoln Park songs to Chuck Taylor matches. <laughs> like <laughs> just sending them to Rob Viper. Hey, Rob, what do you think of this? <laughs> Hi, I think it's real remember, good. Remember when Chuck Taylor? Uh, was working as Dustin in ROH because he was sure. trying to be sp- no, it, was, it, evolved. it evolved. He lost the, the name. Oh, God, the Stokely and Hathaway just, feud, right? I yeah. I watched. I was alive for a couple of that shows with Dustin matches. I was like, man, there is the only thing worse than Chuck Taylor working like dumb comedy spots is Chuck Taylor working. I'm a serious, dangerous wrestler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is gonna. I would like to, we should do a whole podcast where all I do is slander Chuck Taylor and Dave Price. <laughs> it's come up before. It's it's definitely this, these things are going to come up each time. I think. Uh, so yeah, all right. Ian Rotten uh, is badass. Mickey is badass. They fuck each other up. Uh, oh my fucking nose! I've written down is like its own specific um, note. Ian hits a spinning heel kick, uh, which is really good. He does some like. He has got great. He's got like great stupid. He's yeah, no, really I down kicks. Who gives a like, shit? Doesn't matter. They're awesome. Right. I'm pretty sure that's the only spinning heel kick Ian's ever done, and it's the best one that not even ever true. Thrown. No, he did one in the Jason Dukes match. It just looked like shit. Oh, really? Okay. I so think then he's so. One for two. All yeah. Right, fair enough. Yeah, but yeah. this is like a Kawada fucking level. Like, the, like. Oh, uh, it's crazy. I, I think he's a Kawada guy. I think he fancies himself a little Kawada. Like. Oh, Ian is a hundred percent a Kawada guy. You yeah. can tell it in the finishes, like the. The finish for that punk match, and even the finish here where Mickey hits, like, five Shining Wizards in a row, yeah. those are straight-up Kawada finishes. Sure. Right? Repetition. I think, what, I think what people didn't know is that uh, Ian Rodden's real name is John Williams, and he was actually a prolific message board poster about All Japan. Really? Uh, it's yeah, the same guy. JDW is the same guy. <laughs> he used his middle initial when he, when he goes up like Yeah. That. Who um, knew? JD... <laughs> the fucked up thing is there's only like five people who are going to like laugh at that. And it's the four and of three us. Three of them are on this podcast. Yeah. And Shodate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Shouts out. Shotara. Yeah. Shouts out to Shotara. Yeah. Our, our good friend. Um, yeah. So there's we know a lot who of, you are, bitch. We know. We know. Yeah. You're, you're, we are very close. We know that. Um, Wink. Yeah, <laughs> Eddie Kingston, wink. He should have won that stupid battle royal. I I, I, I did not watch well, it. Like I said, you were right that he uh, from all of his writing, he was always way more of a Kawada guy than a Masawa. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I I uh, I, I believe it. That's very funny. Um, there's a lot of biting. Uh, there's the barbed wire headbands happens, uh, cr- like crowns of thorns, and they headbutt each other with those on. There seems to just be one in each corner. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, really... they get handed to them by the, the seconds. By old school and Scar. Scar, <laughs> yes. The two seconds who I think won Raffle. Scar dude is huge. He is like 6'8. Like, yeah. He is. He is. He looks like. Uh, yeah, he, he looks like he could play, you know, in the G League or whatever. He looks like Bull Buchanan. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, he kind of does. This, a good this look. is why. This is why. Um, NWA Wildside was the true great in, in Anarchy with the true great indies of like the 2000s because there's no way that they could have a guy that tall uh, be in their crowd and not just stick him in the fucking ring. Well, right? do you remember just... in in, uh, in the Clarksville building there was this woman who was like seven feet tall and she would wear a Chris Hero shirt. I, oh, they never made her work a match. I would have loved to see that. Her versus Mickey? CM Punk says some very problematic things about her on commentary. Of course. His of course. Run. <laughs> and Prezak probably is uh, playing along, too, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, shout out to her. Prezak is nothing if not an instigator for <laughs> the worst habits of 2000 wrestlers. Woody Woodpecker. And 2020, considering that uh, him uh, the instigating Shaza McKenzie into another racial dispute... Uh, that's AJ Gray about getting oh, that's for right. the culture. Yeah. Right. God, imagine just having a, like it be like your pseudo gimmick that you're a blonde Australian woman who's just constantly getting into arguments with black men. They don't that's understand great. down there. That's sort of that's what just the time. Australian way. There's a good people down there. Um, yeah. God, I forgot about that. Uh, so Ian is disgusting at this point. There is, like, the coagulation coming. They have, like, random weapon shots with the leftover stuff from the hardcore battle royal that Roland Hard just won right before this. Um, he smacks her in the face with, like, a stick with wire wrapped around it. He smacks her across the tits with, like, a thumbtack bat, which just is looks fucking brutal, and she sells it like it's not good, not fun for her. He um, swings that shit like hard. That right, in the area, right, in the, uh, right in the insertion point of the nipple, right? Yeah. That's what it's like. Like, like, like one went right in there. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's it's not good. Um, I've never ha- had uh, one of my own nipples pierced, but I can't imagine it's super pleasant. I think about it often, but I, I've never actually pulled the trigger on that. Like, my suspicion was, like, that's what kept her from breastfeeding her kids as opposed to uh, CPS keeping her from breastfeeding her kids. <laughs> well, it's, you know, <laughs> culture. Like, you all, you know, women should do this naturally. It's, like, the way it should be. But also, you're a woman. You can do whatever you want. Like, I think that I think there's uh, an argument to be made that uh, Mickey is just a feminazi. Is that possible? Um, <laughs> Mickey's a turf. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. Um, yeah, so fucking, there's some incredible uppercuts later in this. Like, he hits her, like, literally in the face with the... The fucking tack bat, uh, with a, with the, not, not with the tack bat, with the heart, with the chair, um, but like a baseball bat style, like, uh, horizontal swing, um, like to the face, which is a, an Ian classic, obviously. Um, they're out on the floor and Mickey, like, grabs a guard and takes over, mounts and punches him in the face. And then Ian comes back by pinching both of her nipples. Um, then, that's probably the grossest spot. In the I would, match, right? I would say yeah, so. Really, that was rough to watch. That was the point where I almost turned it off. Yeah, that's not good. She comes back and does the same to him, which makes it ten percent less questionable. Five um, percent. 
<laughs> you know, when you think about it, the meth lab battle art style is very realistic. And one more, it's more real, realistic and a sort of dirty wrestling match than a Teddy Twister. Think yeah. about it. Yeah, that's fair. Gotta uh, give it to Ian. Yeah, he gets master he, psychology. He understands the culture that he's working within. He's um, a thinking man's wrestler. That's for sure. I thought the part where they were on the floor, where he started punching her really hard in the forehead and saying, "You thought I was just going to give you this." You have to take it from me. Mm. Was actually a badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back and forth in this match a lot while I was watching it. Yeah. Because there's undeniably like tons of cool shit in it, and as a entire presentation, it's it's kind of rough to watch. I mean, I'll say this: if if the same exact match happened with Ian and like who was an up-and-coming indie guy in 2007, like Chuck Sammy Taylor. Callahan or something like that. Yeah, Chuck Taylor. Dave Prezak. Uh, <laughs> the, like, this match would be considered, like, an all-time indie classic, right? So yeah. you think there's the you think the, the reason nobody talks about this is because it's too uncomfortable? Yes, 100%. Well, okay. I mean, the whole, well, the whole, like, existence of Mickey makes people uncomfortable. That's fair. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that there's a, there's, like, there's socioeconomic stuff to it too, where like the the class of fans now that are like rediscovering this era of indie stuff uh, are the people that are like getting into wrestling because of their parasocial relationships with wrestlers and like sure. Kota Ibushi and people like that, and like the that class of fan who I have no issue with whatsoever are never he has going to, say to this. glom on to yeah to Ian right. <laughs> The, the girl the girl who did who did uh seven uh uh UCB classes and somebody yeah. <laughs> and a guy she went up, out with twice showed her some PWG yeah this match. well no, no she exactly, she she right. did a, an open mic and Colt Cabana was there and then like they had sex and and then you know that's... Uh, someone asked Marty DeRosa's girlfriend which which totally. thinks of this match totally yeah that's a really good shout. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's uncomfortable. She and likes Alley Cat. Yeah, we all throw Alley Cat here. I'm Girl. really upset that Alley Cat is fucking Atticus Kogar. And again, there's another one <laughs> where he, she, he's like stabbing her with the skewers. Like I don't know. Like, I I I didn't really feel anything about that except the match seems like the match was cool. It was the best match of that show, uh, Tournament of Survival. But I I don't know. I I I don't. I guess I don't. Atticus Kogar is just like a SoundCloud rapper compared to Ian Rotten, who is like. Uh, Charlie like Daniels. Kid, well, no, One of he's the fifteen a, worst people involved in wrestling ever. Maybe. I was, yeah, I was gonna call him like a Kaninskian figure. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's this is Klaus Kinski. Like this is just a madman. Yeah. There's just some. This is this is a Robert Blake figure. Yeah. Like There's something right down to his relationship with his adopted daughter. Fifteen yeah. worst people to ever be involved in wrestling. I. That's why. So that's why the uh, the uh, the fucking world of sport guy. Uh, Jim, uh, Jim Breaks. Breaks, Jim Breaks. That's why that comparison works for me. And also, we were talking about Benoit earlier. We're 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 in it. We we can make that list. We'll do that in another episode sometime. Uh, just who are the? You 15... know, who doesn't make it, of course, because he was innocent. Self defense. Yeah. Better yeah. one. The pro him. Yeah. He was he was better than Brody. If you kill a wrestler who you were this absolutely better than, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to say that, but. Now here's the thing, Benoit and his son um, couldn't Nancy work for shit. Was well, was Na- was Nancy a better valet than Benoit was a wrestler? Probably. I, 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 
Yeah. I mean, it's, she was really good. She was. She was something else, man. I, I, I love that woman. Mm. That's, that's the biggest sin of all is that he took her away from me. Um, no, I fucking I, I I think this match would also have a different feel if it was because Fannin informs us at some point that it's one thirty in the morning, um, which is like looking at this like the South Indiana freaks in this crowd, uh, and they're not like popping for much. They're just like uh, this is sick, but I don't know how to chant to it. Like it's like there's a vibe here of of uncomfortable uncomfortability within the building that it's happening in too. So I think that's fair. Um, what, what else? I actually wrote down that, like, the, the complete lack of interest, it, 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 like, adds to it for me. It's like watching two people fight to the death in front of, like, a bunch of bored rich people, you know? Sure, sure. They've placed their bets already, and... It's like something that would happen on Epstein Island. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I like, I, uh, I do like Little St. Ian. Um, no, the... What the there's there's other stuff. Gislaine Max Gislaine Knuckles. Gislaine, yeah, yeah, there you go. Um Mickey gets yanked over with a Snapdragon suplex that Kenny Omega would look at and just be like, Fuck. Um Ian hits the B boy corner drop kick. Uh, and I think in an earlier match he even does the little po like the, the horns pose. So that's he does the horns a lot. Yeah uh, in the drop kick. Yeah. I like the idea that he's just a huge mark for B boy. Um they say it on commentary, right? That it's like a on, tribute to In one of these matches they do, but I think they yeah. were, I thought they were referring specifically to the taunt. Um, cause he does the, you know, the easy E fucking real motherfucking G's that yeah. he does with, uh, in tune with the music, which when I was 13 and saw him do that at Best of the Best 2 in CCW, I was like, oh, this guy's fucking cool. And that was before he shaved his head. He looked like a dumbass back then. <laughs> I don't know if you remember what B-Boy looked like with hair, but he did not look good. Um, I- for B-Boy as a guy I got into, like, when you would get those early Rev Pro tapes. Sure. Where, like, where it was just, like, where it was, like, Super Dragon and Rising Sun in front of, like, 13 people. Yeah, Tar- Taro gets his mask ripped and arm broken. Lunatics doing to each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Um, what do we... What, the finish of this is... They kind of fuck up. I think the ref sucks. Um, she gets Ian into a choke, and her manager, old school, of course... Who is just a, again a really gross old man who <laughs> might have won a raffle? We're not really sure. He um, looks like the old dude from Duck Dynasty. That's great. I don't. I've never seen it, but I believe you. He know, might you... have won, you know, like a, a, an amphetamine eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how they do it in Plainfield. Um, I mean, it might just be Ian's drug connection in that specific city right well i think that's that's scar mr donnie no scar is that guy that's this scar is that guy a guy in like a blazer jacket yeah yeah it's less like the drug connection more like the child born oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no this guy's got some sick shit (laughs) yeah i'll I'll introduce you to him after i've seen you do this other list of things that you, you have to pass a quiz first um so i know you're really about that life um fucking old man hands her the barbed wire crown of thorns. She sticks it on Ian's head, hits like a shining common Gary or whatever, like, you know, a step up in to the forehead into the barbed wire crown of thorns and gets the pin. Fanon calls it a shining kick to the face. Hell yeah. Four times. That's right. right. Like, as though that's the official name that Mickey told him to use. Here I am trying to attribute some <laughs> Japanese shit to it. 
I think it was called a shiny kick to the face. I, I, I seem to remember that from other Mickey Knuckles matches of that period. That was, her, I think that was her big move. I think it actually was called. No, it, like it's her finish, but the fact that like that's the name she came up with for it is very funny to me. <laughs> it's very Mickey. Just say yeah. what? Yeah, minimalism. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just call it something. I don't know. I think that sounds fine. Shining kick to the face. It's shining because it's like it's like what Muda guy does, and then it's like it's a kick. I just kick him in the face. face. Yeah, yeah, that oh. makes sense. And Ian's like, all right, darling. He calls her darling, probably. Um, it, to make, if you haven't gagged yet, uh, <laughs> listening to the <this> show. <laughs> what story am I, like, I, I said this at the beginning. It's accurate, right? That the story was that she was, like, living with them. Yeah, like, I've heard that. Um, yeah. But, like, I mean, not to defend Ian here. Like, there's a bunch of IWA people that, like, just moved in with Ian for a while. Like, Necro lived with Ian for a while. Yeah. But was Necro fucking Patty Rotten? Like, maybe? I can't say. I mean, maybe. I mean, yeah, Brett, like, there's a lot of, ran- I mean, like, Zandig living with Brett Lauderdale for, like, two or three years. Wait, was Zandig fucking Brett Lauderdale? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, Do you think he hits the pose when he comes? out of his house and moved in with Zandig, so... Yeah, right, right. That he she, Joey Janela definitely was uh, fucked by John Sandick. <laughs> There's no denying that. Yeah. Uh, fucked him off of a roof one time. Uh, yeah, guys. Look, did you have you ever seen the Resistance Girl Fight Chapter Three Death Becomes Her Female Deathmatch Tournament from 2018? <laughs> no, no. So I, I think I tried up, to. I was like, looking up and going, "Well, well is Mickey, when was the last time Mickey Knuckles wrestled?" Sounds and good. she worked a de- like an all women's deathmatch tournament in 2018, where she, yeah. the final was her in a light tubes cage match against Ludark Shiaitin from uh, fucking Zona 23. Yeah, sure. Like, well, these guys must have seen that, right? I mean, if anybody's gonna watch the watch that, it's YouTube fucking lunatic. I wonder if that's up anywhere. Someone that had to be a. Tape, I, right? As I said, I have tried to watch it. Yeah, it was taped, but I I don't I couldn't fucking find like the whole thing of it. Okay. That's, that was at Summit. That's the uh, building that uh, fucking GCW ran when they were able really? to Really? Yeah. So was that that was like a like galley freelance sort of the Chicago Indies put that on? That's crazy. I no, will... that's a, well, Resistance Pro was the previous okay. Oregon promotion. Okay. I didn't realize they had moved. That, I, that's the same Resistance Pro, kind of. Okay, weird. Promotion yeah. called Girl Fight. Girl which, Fight. Which, which is running. They ran a show in 2019. Um, is anything running? Really? Mickey Knuckles on it. Mickey Knuckles worked a match in in in, in teaming with Pondo Earth. against uh, Billy Starks and the extremely canceled Jonathan Wolf. Oh God, yeah. Wow. This is Jonathan, I don't know who John. I don't know any of those people. Billy Starks is the. You've seen Jonathan one, Wolf. Billy work. Starks is the one who was it. Was it Dylan said that she in like two years she's gonna be the best wrestler in the world? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he said that about a lot of women he's trying to have sex with. So yeah. to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen you've seen but, Jonathan Wolf work for the record. Yeah, on an AIW I, show. I can literally confirm this film. Yeah, you've written up one of his matches at least. Okay, um, that's uh, that's fair though. Lot. We don't have to talk about what he did. It wasn't quite as bad as Jim Breaks, but uh, you know, he wasn't. Uh, he didn't have uh, uh, advanced age disease. So, uh, really quickly, is, is Alley Cat's partner Sean Kemp, the ex uh, uh, Seattle SuperSonics? Uh, <laughs> 
No, this is yeah, no, Sean no, Kemp. No, actually, Siobhan, I'll take this. Yes, Phil, it's Sean Kemp from the Sonics. <laughs> I just unironically think that white Sean Kemp is funnier than white Mike Jordan. Like, am I wrong there? White yeah. Sean Kemp is funnier. Yeah, no, yeah, white Sean Kemp. Yeah, it's it. it he does a a really cool. He's got a really cool like swinging neck break, neck breaker hurricane finish thing. Um, yeah. Sean Kemp during, I mean, he's be pretty old right now, but that's a guy who had really, really big ups. I imagine would have been an impressive high flyer. Oh yeah, no. Listen, I, I mean, love he like the '96 song. pounds. I mean, he would have been like the greatest wrestler of all time. Yeah, yeah. Gary Payton like, and Sean Kemp, one of my favorite duos of, of mid '90s basketball, for sure, for sure. I don't think he worked in Chicago indie though. Gary Just, Payton, uh, Gary Payton, Oakland, Oakland legend. Yeah, of course, of course. But you uh, know, I, I, I saw. Once saw a like summer like a summer league pro am game <laughs> and a final of a San Francisco summer league pro am tournament with my dad where one team had Gary Payton, um, Brian Kemp, and Jason Kidd on it, and the other team had a bunch of guys who worked at the post office. Like <laughs> 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 a finals of a thing, and one team had this fucking pro am team, all when they were still playing. Had Jason, uh, you know, Jason Kidd, fucking uh, Gary Payton, and Sean Kemp, uh, no, 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 not Sean Kemp, um, and uh, Brian Shaw were on the same team again, and they were like, you know, being guarded by a guy who was probably a pretty good junior college player and now works at like Staples or something. Hey man, it, it takes was, all kinds. Impressive. And Gary Payton talked mad shit to the <laughs> random fucking guys he was playing. He was a king. Yeah, Gary Payton's one of the best of all time. Yeah. Love like, it. Up, are you talking shit that you crossed over? That you you should have fucking crossed him over. You're a multiple time NBA All Star, and he's like you know <laughs> an assistant coach at like a junior college or something like that. <laughs> if that. Hey, yeah. what, what we do in our off time, you know. Oh. Uh, so what Ian and Mickey do in their off time, uh, we won't discuss. But there is a, a nice little, uh, say little, a nice 40-minute post-match here. Uh, well, you yeah, know, you got to let Ian ro- go off into the sunset for uh, a month. Yeah. I wonder how Patty Rotten's doing. They're not together anymore, right? No. Um, did she pass away? Who's to say? Um, Ian says Mickey Knuckles is the best girl wrestler in the United States. Best not girl wrestler. Right? I, mean, I think it's probably through in 2000. Sure, yeah. But the best girl I mean, wrestler Con, is... Con very... was still pretty good at that point, right? Well, yeah, but uh, he says... I'm not going to say it, actually. Uh, the NWA pulled uh, her out because Mickey would beat her ass, is what, what, what Ian says. Um, he mentions to Mickey that her and Lufisto are going to be teaming, I, guess, I think, against deranged and brain damage in February, something like that. And you hear Eddie Kingston, who never makes an appearance on camera, but you hear it because the, the boys are around the ring for their respect. And you hear Eddie Kingston go, oh, Lufisto! Uh, <laughs> Eddie has a couple of great, great ad-libs. Yeah. Oh, he... OMG, why is he here? What the hell with him here? I'm just like rant, just going off because he's such a fuck, so fucking loud. He loves I'm, he loves life. He's like he says I'm gonna marry her about Lufisto, which I feel you, Eddie. I totally feel you. Um, another in the series of 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 uh, deathmatch pog wives of mine. <laughs> um, as if you're keeping score at home, um, the Ian and Mickey stuff uh, at the end is incredible. Though I like I I I don't know I I felt some things. They get bull pain out there. And he's not in gimmick. He's like got glasses and a ball cap on. Um, Ian Fanny talks. pack dragging on the side. Yeah, like that was cool. I mean, I've never seen. I've never seen bullpen out of gimmick. Like that's crazy. That was crazy. Um, 
Ian talks shit about J.C. Bailey's family. Um, he he really was all about her air in the dirt, right? He's like he just he talked shit about Alex Shelley for some reason. Yeah, anybody he yeah. had a vendetta against at that time. Um, but I don't know. He does like it's it's this is an expanded upon, more sincere version of the boys in the back promo, as, and that is a concept to me is like so strange to this day. Like the why these guys, and it's usually the promoter, right? But especially the promoter. Why any of these people feel like they have to validate themselves and each other, why they feel so unloved and need to tell people why they deserve more than they have, why is that such a trope when people love these guys? Like, they, you buy fucking VHS tapes to watch, you know, Ian Rotten matches. He gets more love than most people in the world. <laughs> Like, I mean, there's something fundamentally broken about everyone involved with professional wrestling, right? Of course, right? of course. Like, that's us why you... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. The four of us, I think. I think it's, uh, let's, let's, let's go ahead and air our own shit. Yeah, yeah right? The one thing that's man, what is up with you, Phil? What the fuck is going on, man? <laughs> with your... <laughs> Get it together. That's yeah. It takes a certain type of person to to have to to view these things, and then a, 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 a furtherment of that type of person to have thoughts on these things and be like, <laughs> I, you know, these people, I kind of get it, but also I have questions, and I, I don't. You watch this and you go, yeah. Not only did I watch this, I'm going to talk about it in a podcast. Yeah. For a couple hours. I, I've got a zine. I've got a book coming out. Yeah. This is what I'm the amount of words I've written about Ian Rodden is, uh, you know, far less than either of you, but especially Jr. I'm sure. Um, but I've written probably more about Ian Rodden matches than almost any other wrestler besides maybe Onita and Jerry Lawler. Um, <laughs> like that's that's fucking rare air there. Um, th- this whole thing though, at the end, I really liked it. It was uh, I I was going to turn it off, and then I just kept watching. Uh, Mickey has a, she doesn't say much, but she says she was homeless and Ian like let her live in their house, which obviously we, you know, there, there's levels to that, obviously. Um, uh, Ian brings Drake younger in the ring and says that he like sees him as a son. And he, he says, I know you have a big match tomorrow. And Eddie Kingston yells, fuck CZW. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ian asks Drake to slow down and wrestle and not destroy himself. Um, and Drake did, you know, Drake did, Drake literally did that in the like later part of his career. He preserved himself. He, he was, should we credit Ian Rotten with saving Drake Younger's life? Maybe, maybe Yeah. Drake is the one child of Ian's who really did it right. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Do you I, think Drake has gotten Ian into QAnon? <laughs> well, I, I think they probably pray together if, if, <laughs> if, if, if nothing else. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that's, you know, Ian is a guy who definitely has at times the best interest of these people at heart, but it just, it's hard, you know, it's hard out there in Plainfield, Indiana. <laughs> it seems like a rough place to be. Um, and all that he's been through, it's amazing. They still, they're still running shows, right? I mean, uh, King of the death match this year is fucking awesome. Uh, Siobhan, did you ever get around to watching that? I'm going to. So no. Okay. Well, it's good. I it's, haven't yet. No, it's very good. It's ve- it's my show of the year, um, but yeah, I don't know. I I feel like we're we're always gonna maybe be on the cusp of figuring out Ian and figuring out like why we feel the way we feel about him and how hard it is to accept him, but 
we we keep going and we keep watching his shit and we keep writing about him, recording podcasts about him. He's like one of the only people that's so fucking terrible. Like you know how many how many books have been written about Charles Manson? Like a, a fucking lot, and it's because it's it works on a bunch of weird emotions. Um, of, yeah, I mean, I think that there's like there's a not like a John Wayne Gacy aspect to Ian, but like. There's something rewarding. Like, I think you get into Ian uh, at, on some level at first because, like, Deathmatch Wrestling and what he was presenting at the time is, like, titillating in a unique way for a certain subsection of wrestling fans, right? And then uh, there's, like, an irony aspect of it, too, at some point where you're like, oh, this guy's so repulsive yeah. that you, like, have to, you know, like, play it off. But then, like, the if you keep looking at it and watching it you come around to the fact that he actually is like tremendously good at what he does right to a level that ian rotten presents like a full spectrum of humanity yeah that's really what it is right it's it's the it's the full fucking it's the it's the atlas of good and bad um it's really something it's really something i i don't know i i don't know if that we'll ever close the book on ian rotten um, the zine, however, will be out when, JR? I think I'm going to print copies and send them out tomorrow. Cool. I'm on that list. Um, yeah. and then digitally, uh, a little while afterwards or what? No, I'll, I'll post it the same day. I'll, okay. uh, I have the digital stuff that I can upload. I just, uh, I wanted to get stuff in the mail before I actually put the digital one up for people to download. Sure. So. Makes sense. Um, yeah. and that can be purchased at, what is it's it? It's a... It's at my itch, right? Itch.io, so, right. Yeah, itch.io, uh, which is jrgoldb.itch.io, which when I made uh, a few years ago, I did not realize made my name look like jrgoldbitch.io. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, That's a, some branding you could try to try to like capture, and you could be you could be jrgoldbitch. I like that, actually. jrgoldbitch, yeah, yeah. That's me. Um, and you can also be found at Wrestling Bubble on Twitter. Yep. Um, Phil, Philip yep. Albert Schneider, Phil A. Schneider on Twitter. Um, the A stands for Albert, and you are the creator of Death Valley Driver. Do you post there anymore? No, not ton. Every once in a while, <laughs> I, the dean created Death Valley Driver. I just set the board off. Uh, <laughs> that makes you a creator to me. I mean, software uh, engineer, the message board. I'll take a creator. I don't. I don't the creator. I don't sure, one of them. Sure. I want to get the legend is due here. I'm not going to try to. I'm not. I'm not uh, Larry Zabisco stealing the name of Bruno. Sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I, I occasionally still post on Death Valley Driver. I haven't uh, been there in ten years. <laughs> all around. It's yeah. Got this, you know, it's still you know still functionally. It's not. It's not what it was, but it is what it is. Sure. Uh, but your um, main thing, Segunda Kaida. Sagunakayeda.blogspot.com, and okay. uh, and then coming maybe in I think March is what we're looking at right now. I just yesterday finished the reading over and re-editing the manuscript and sending it in. Uh, Way of the Blade, hell the yes, the hundred greatest, uh, hundred of the greatest bloody wrestling matches of all time. Is going to be out uh, in March, I think, is what we're looking at. March. So uh, the pre-order should be coming out pretty soon. Um, so everybody should get that. It's my book. I've 
uh, it's pretty good. It's got really cool art, and uh, I think I've made and it. Got I went off on some especially me goofy tangents about a whole bunch of different matches. I talked about Ian Hero in there, uh, sure. With, which I also talked about the blog, uh, the zine. It's seventy five percent the same review, so you know you maybe don't need to read it twice. But uh, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so everybody get that. I think hopefully my goal is to start up near the end of this year way uh, way of the blade podcast where i'm going to be doing uh talking like one sort of what you guys very similar to what we're doing here but one match from the book per podcast with you know people you know i've got some some folks like some cool guests already starting to get lined up for that sure that's how you keep a podcast yeah. a manageable length is do one guest and one match <laughs> <laughs> That's how it, uh, it's done, it doesn't end up being three hours, whatever the fuck this one just was. This is funny, though. I think people like it. They, certainly if they stuck around long enough to hear the plugs. Yeah. No, people, I think people like the three-hour podcast. I've never gotten a complaint on them. Um, uh, you know, I, I think it's good. I think what we do you is very specific. You so. know what I imagine did not love it is my wife. I'm sure I will hear yeah, my my wife just texted me to tell me that our daughter is awake and in the bed with her. And when am I going to be done? So, I guess Plus, now, right? I guess yeah, now, right? Boat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you both. I love you both, and we will do this again. And Phil will get you back on uh, right before the book comes out. And Jr. Absolutely. Uh, I've never spoken to you before, but this was very natural fit, and we will talk to you again. It was a pleasure. That's always a pleasure, man. This is a this is a pleasant show about. It's the second things. time Jr. and I have been on a podcast together. Sure, right. We were with Sam one time. Right? Yeah. yeah, so we can't name him anymore. No, he's, he's, uh, we uh, can uh, we can say his name. He's, he's just Sam. He's still dead to me, but Sam. I, whatever. It's Donnie. fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, we'll Damn. do this again uh, at some point for sure, and you know what? We'll probably talk about Ian again many times in the future. So thank yeah. you guys, and thank Got you, Siobhan. And Thank you. I'm gonna go get my ass kicked by my wife. Okay. She's tough, dude. She's real tough. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks everybody. Yeah, it was a pleasure. It's good. Woo!